0: ESPN Sports
1: Radio 1300. Welcome on in ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Today we got an action-packed show on the eve of July 4th, our Independence Day of our great country. Matthew and Mike aren't here today, but instead you've got myself, Angelo Carriero, and with me on my side, my faithful Mm -hmm. side your faithful side my faithful side <laughs> arm in arm be on your own the- <laughs> side <thanks. laughs> we got sean c in the building sean how are you doing ah super couldn't be better super couldn't be better i feel the same way you know really when i think of the fourth of july you know with it being tomorrow and everything is beautiful sunny days picnics galore growing out with your family it's kind of eh, i mean the weather's just you know it's kind of what
2: it is today it sure is yeah. beautiful and sunny.
1: It is not, but uh, it's beautiful sunny in here. And we're going to talk about a lot today. And uh, it's really going to stem from the fourth festivities because uh, we, we're going to do a segment uh, later on about uh, American athletes and the history of the most American. The most American athlete past and present yeah. of who the most american athletes are. now we could tease a little bit of like who we who we think are you know the guys but really you know we're, we're going to wait a little bit we're going to wait because i think there are a couple guys right now that we kind of come off the top of the head but all time we want to hear from you all give us a call at
2: 381-1313 and tell us who your favorite american now this let's let's clarify this a little bit this doesn't mean best american athlete like michael no. jordan or no. anything this is most american Athlete, we're talking about that comes on the when
1: you think America, the the court gridiron or diamond, yeah, and or, or I mean or in NASCAR, they that they, they wear red, white, and blue yeah. under their under their jerseys every single day that just scream American, and like, that's Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, oh yeah, Is definitely well, I mean yeah, I'm brother, brother.
2: <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hacksaw Hulk Jim Hogan's Duggan. running buddy in the WWE. Yes,
1: I, I was. I was more around for Stone cold, but athlete. you know, you, well, I, I did Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, uh, Olympic gold medalist, won it with a with a broken neck. American, American. So we're going to talk about that today. We also got a lot. There's been some a lot of NBA news over the weekend and over the past you know 24 hours. The NBA free agency. It's been. A, it's it started off kind of slow, but I mean, amid, amongst the the trades that accompanied, it, it's probably been the biggest NBA off season in in almost the history of the NBA. I would say that 2010. When uh, Amare and LeBron and Wade and Bosh and all those guys were free agents, that was probably yeah. the, the 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 biggest of our lifetime. But I mean, yeah. this is this when is just good. Everybody
2: took their talents to South Beach.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, we we you know we haven't started a sports subject uh, yet, but uh, we actually got a caller I'd like to bring on the line. Yeah, let's yeah. go, Brian. Brian, what do you want to talk about today?
3: Hey guys, great to be with you. Yeah, how's yeah. it going? Out here in South Lexington. Yeah, the all-American. I got to go with baseball players. I, I think of Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle when I think of the most all-American.
2: Now, are these all-American or are these American? For <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> all-American.
2: Okay. All right. I was gonna you know, say apple,
3: yeah. Chevrolet, baseball, apple pie kind of thing.
2: Yeah, th- those are they're they're just good American boys. Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle. Yep. Yeah. Teddy Williams yep.
3: prep yeah, Ted Williams is more that
2: American Ted you know? yeah, Ted Williams is America that's what we're talking was, about American. American
3: I'll come and drop bombs on you exactly flew flew airplanes in World War II flew then learned to fly a jet and flew jets in Korea
2: yeah
1: he's I mean he's an amazing dude. And we're definitely going to honor a lot of uh, you know some of our, our the fallen athletes and some of the the decorate athletes. This isn't just a joke; it's to also appreciate the members of sports you know that 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 served the services and served our country. But you know we also get into the guys that uh, you know since we're already talking about it. What's what's your favorite current day athlete, Brian? That that is the most American, the most the most red, white, and blue. Puts it on their shoulder, breathes breathes it every day.
3: You know. Probably Mike Trout.
1: Mike
2: Trout. I like that one. Yeah, he's the yep. he's the, well, he's the modern clean day Willie Mays.
3: Yep, linebacker playing football goes at it hard. The uh, clean cut is is all get out, and that's what, that's more of my all American image is the the clean cut, not the so it's
2: not Bryce not Harper tumble. Brian has a different image of America than I carry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bryce Harper's definitely not his guy on that
1: no. one, you know. But yeah, we do have a national team right there, the Washington if, Nationals. If you
3: have a hair stylist, you're not the gritty, tough all American. Right. You're yeah, you're not Ronnie
1: Lott taking your finger off and getting back in the game, <laughs> are you?
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Well, what else do you want to talk about, Brian? What what in the sports world has caught your eye over the past? Did you see that uh, Kenny Perry won the Senior U.S. Open? I did not see that. That was good Good,
3: good going for the Kentucky
1: kids. Exactly. That's why That's why I followed it. I was pretty happy. My grandfather was watching a, a lot of it this weekend to really root on the Kentucky guys, so I was, pre- I was pretty g- glad that he uh, pulled that off.
3: Yeah, I followed him when the Senior PGA was at Valhalla a couple years back, and he, he was having a great year anyway, but he had – a. You know, obviously a very strong following out there. Mm-hmm. No, he I think he probably had the largest gallery of anyone in the field
2: that year. You know, I
1: don't. I think I remember that that there was a there was a Kenny Perry hype train. When I was a little bit younger, it's kind of fuzzy because you know, I, was, I was still in high school, I believe, or, or close yeah, to the, it. Well, that- there was
2: a while there when he first popped on to the senior PGA where he was just. Rolling over, yeah. yes, yes. And it
3: happens a lot on the senior tour that someone right when they turn fifty, yeah, they are they've got an advantage over a lot of the other ones, and they stay committed to their routine that got them on the PGA tour and bring that same skill level and work ethic to the senior for a year or two. <laughs> and then I think they kind of like the senior lifestyle pretty quick.
2: Yeah. Now, Brian, you're a you're a big tennis guy, right? Diehard, I'll yep. let you know. We'll, we'll probably not reveal it this segment, but in a later segment, two, count them, two of my most American athletes of all time are tennis players.
1: Brian, can an, can an American athlete come from tennis? I feel like they all oh, have hairstylists. Ooh. Well, I feel like they all have hairstylists. <laughs> well, How can you well, be American well, if, if they mine,
3: all American have sales.
2: guys has a hairstylist <laughs> the, the, the for sure. The current
3: ones might, but uh, <laughs> Jimmy Dan Connors, and he can't be one of your American tennis players. <laughs> right. Because he... Refused to play Davis Cup. One of the, uh, I played tennis with Arthur Ashe in 1975, and what? one of the things
4: that that is like famous
3: about that match <laughs> is that Arthur Ashe was suing Jimmy Connors at the time, and when Arthur took the court, he wore his Davis Cup USA jacket because Jimmy was not playing Davis
2: Cup. Yeah, see, and that's he an American. That,
1: was, that right yeah. there. Well, I love it. Is
3: there anything else, Brian, anything else in the sports world that you want to talk to us about? The, uh, the NBA is getting exciting. The offseason is more exciting than the regular season because we're just all, we're we're going to argue about Who's got a shot of beating Golden State until Golden State wins it again next year? It's
1: it's yeah. literally about somebody looking in a different jersey, like oh, can you believe that Paul's on the Rockets, George's on the Thunder, and then come then come February March we'll be like ah you know the Warriors just went you know eighty and two this year. The, <laughs> like it's just the sports,
2: <laughs> the big sports networks, your Fox Sports, your ESPNs, your Fox Sports, all those guys they their Photoshop people have the most fun in the NBA offseason putting different jerseys on the guys. And they have to. Yeah, I mean let's <laughs> let's see what. Chris Paul would look like in you know, a Timberwolves and jersey today.
1: I've seen on Bleacher Report just the slide after slide of yeah. like one player in a different, a different jersey. jersey. Like, is this what Same we've resorted to? Expression. But Brian, I completely agree that uh, the NBA offseason has
2: been a lot more fun than the regular season will be. And, and the, the regular playoffs. season was this year, the yeah, and playoffs the, were the playoffs kind of a dud this year yep. too. So the off where it's at. Just yep. start televising the offseason. Just negotiations. <laughs> just ESPN do a two hour <laughs> NBA <laughs> negotiations show. Uh, that's all we need. Yep.
3: Yep. If poker makes it on ESPN, too, then there you negotiating go. an NBA contract or trade has got to be <laughs> equally as
2: exciting. I mean, you know, those phone calls back and forth between GMs, they have got to, those have got to be interesting. It's got to be fascinating. It'll be like Big Brother after dark yeah. when they – let's just tap their lines. Yeah, with the ESPN negotiations <laughs> after dark.
1: All right. Well, th- All th- right, thank guys. you for calling in, Brian. Talk to you later. You can also give us a call, anybody out there at 381-1313 here at ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Next, we've got George.
2: George, my man. What's happening, George? What's up, Pete? I'm guessing Mark Rippin is your most American athlete. Uh, oh, stunned him into speechlessness. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, Mark Rippin, them, George. <laughs> they rated them the best team. No, that was Doug Williams, But There you go. There we go. Yeah, there had to be Doug Williams. They rated them the best team of all time.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, and ESPN?
2: Yeah, for a while there. That, uh, what, 87, 88 Redskins team? It was okay. Which year was it? And was the
1: oh yeah. seven Patriots the second team on that list? The ones the eighty three. The, the ones that did not win
2: the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The
0: Joe Theismann
2: team. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Joe Theismann.
0: I think that was rated right. because they had the fun but
2: they also had a horrible ending to the poor Joe Theismanns. Career. Oh, my God. Well, Lawrence Taylor took care of that. As a Giants fan, that's
1: that's low, Sean. Uh, yeah. That's low. Come on. Hey, man, I loved Joe Theismanns. Lo- just like when Lawrence Taylor
2: and well, I know you're gloating about receiver this year. Ah, uh, which one? We got a trio, buddy. Playing. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got a – everybody got a vamp up on their back, defensive back.
2: Well, you got you got your Josh Norman this year. He'll he'll get in Odell's head at Brashaw least one. Rashad Got Ryan yeah. Kerrigan
1: coming off the edge. Just drafted uh, Jonathan Allen of Alabama. I mean that Washington defensive front to go along with that offense that's already there. I mean, I think I, I, Sean, I think you're discounting think George's Redskins. Finish.
2: No, they're good enough to finish eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I'm sorry, George. What do you want to talk about, George? Don't mind, don't mind Sean right now. What, what's up?
0: Uh, nothing. Uh, I, I will. I'm, I'm going to predict this after that trade with uh, George to the Thunder.
5: Yeah.
0: I watch and see. Uh, You're after next. If you see LeBron. Okay. With George. Okay. And Ball.
2: You're taking and Ball. the Lakers. God almighty. I knew maybe it, George. West, maybe Westbrook. You
1: know what? I was waiting for you to say that, George. I was waiting for you to say Westbrook. Do you think that there's a possibility that Westbrook turns down a five-year, 200 fifty million dollar contract with the Thunder to go to the to to live and die in LA. Do you really do you really think that they, they could make the superest of super teams down there? If
0: he wants to do that.
1: Alright, so we okay, this is what you're telling me. You're telling me there's gonna be a lineup that could be fielded that would have Lonzo Ball, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, LeBron James, and Brandon Ingram all on the same floor?
0: Maybe not in. I don't know. Depending <laughs> on what kind of year he
1: had. I was gonna say, yeah, he looked he looked a little lost last year, but I mean that that was the one player that Magic Johnson said he would not trade out of the entire team. So I mean, if Magic likes him, I mean, I I'll like
0: him. I just happened to think of that. Because LeBron, he's going, he's going to Cali. He's done with Cleveland.
1: I think so too. I, I don't think I don't think LeBron's coming back into. Tw- oh, which reminds me, Chauncey Billups. Today yep. we have a drop a little yep. bit later for that, but uh, Chauncey Billups today has uh, re- not reportedly, but he's come out with a statement yep. where he is he has respectfully declined the Cleveland yep. Cavaliers offer to run their to run the general manager position of that. What did you think what do you think about that? Does that mean I mean, is that a good idea for Billups? Does that mean the Cavs are just
2: Well, yeah. oh, to me, I,
0: that means screwed? LeBron. LeBron has said, LeBron "Don't take told this told Yeah, LeBron told him, bit yeah, go. Go. Oh,
1: not go, <laughs> it's, I mean that's just frightening. If you're if you're LeBron and you're gone, you have that chip. Kyrie said he wants to be traded if that happens. And then poor Kevin Love didn't want to be in Cleveland in the first place. No,
0: I know. And then he's now, up, I would I would take him. I would take him with the They're all going back home. They played
1: at UCLA. So I mean, phew, Lakers are getting everybody, aren't they? They're gonna get the, they're gonna get half the league <laughs> in 2018, 19.
0: Well, the West is loading up. There's
2: nobody left to eat. You know they they need to do away with the West and East and just did, did realign you hear, the team.
1: Did you hear the 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 report today, George? That the Development League is going to rebrand itself as the Eastern Conference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I mean, and if I was the Knicks, I would do everything to get Kyrie. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, absolutely. I think Kyrie is. I mean, if you're talking it's about dangerous. a super
2: duper star. That would be available. I mean, Kyrie Irving fits that bill through and through. I mean, outside of outside of LeBron, who everybody says is going west, who's the best player in the East? It's John Wall, isn't it? Is there anybody y- <laughs> outside of LeBron? At Giannis, I could- I to- guess. To- who else? That's hit the cupo. Is there nobody there? Is there anybody else
1: on the in the future? I mean, uh, all the Sixer kids are young.
0: Well, they're yeah. all waiting for Haywood, which I think he's going to
2: Boston. You, well, yeah, he's the perfect guy for Boston. You don't think Utah getting Ricky Rubio Didn't help him No
0: because nah, I, I think he wants to go back the uh, well, You know the coach Had him coached yeah. the Exactly Steve,
1: yeah. yeah and I, I think uh, If LeBron's really going to leave Then I mean The Eastern Conference if he joins that Boston team That Boston team's going to be a juggernaut With all the weak teams that are in the East So yeah. I mean might as
2: well go to Boston You're going to be in the NBA Finals in two years He will be beloved in Boston Oh yeah Oh yeah. oh, yeah. For so many reasons. Yeah. I don't even think he Has he visited there yet? I don't think so. I think he's going up there today or tomorrow. I think oh. he, I think maybe, maybe he was up there yesterday. He's been... He had a schedule. He was going to visit um, Boston <laughs> mystery team who I can't remember. And then he was turning around and Utah was the last heat, team too. he was going to... That's right. It was the heat. heat. It was the heat. Because I so, think th- they have a chance. Between yesterday and today, he was going to hit those three teams up. So I think he might be in Boston today or he was there yesterday.
0: Yeah, anyhow, well,
1: Bam putting up some numbers. I was I was going to talk about that later, but I'm glad you bring that brought that up, George, because Bam Adebayo has looked sensational. Yeah. He has looked sensational since he's been in the summer league. Because I was, you know, it was Saturday. I got off work here, and I was kind of, you know, being lazy on a Saturday. Sue me about it, you know. I, I was, I was enjoying watching some good summer league action. Bam Adebayo was on TV, and I could
2: not I believe think, I think that goes a step beyond lazy man.
0: <laughs> watching summer league
2: basketball, <laughs> that is desperation. It is well,
0: That's not too much on Thank three you. on threes on
2: tonight. Thank you. ooh, yeah. No, I the three it, on three. That was fun. I they they did their debut episode. Last week, I think last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was fun. Is Iverson
1: playing tonight? Is he going to be a part of the TV schedule? Yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, I, I, they're I, playing
0: uh, uh, Bibby's
1: team. They're playing Bibby's yeah, team. There you go. Not bad. I really am looking forward to when they come up here. I'm. I think Allen Iverson is actually headlining it, as in his team's the last to go on. And I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked for it. I mean, I've never. I never got to really see Allen Iverson play. You know, and I know it'll. It's a. Less than half of what he was in his prime, but I mean, it'd still be cool to go see AI. You know?
0: Yeah, because right. I, I kind of watched it last week, and a whole lot of players I forgot about, just playing. And yeah, you'll be like, wow, I forgot about
1: him, Richard Lewis. Yeah, is playing. You like you said, Bibby. Uh, poor Jason Williams got hurt, and I think uh, Cantino Mobley might have gotten hurt. I'm 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 can Ken, you? Yeah, Martin's but I, in I there. think uh, I believe he
2: still
0: played. He played though. Did play. He Jay- played.
1: Yeah, but he didn't he get hurt like six to eight months he has to sit out?
0: No. That's no. what I thought, but no,
1: I guess it wasn't that bad. Oh, cool. I well, I mean, good for him. <laughs> I don't want to see him get hurt.
0: <laughs> oh, no, he probably had a strain or something. Probably thought it was
2: <laughs> Well, you know the ball kids are destined for that three on three league and when when they're all pro, when the last when the youngest kid comes out. Lavar Ball starting a three on three. Sean, I've never place. thought of that. That is the
1: most. <laughs> yeah, that, that I mean, breaking news. Like, there's the drop yeah. for that. That was amazing. Ball, 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 hey,
0: ball, hey, billion, billion, know. billion, billion, ball, ball, ball. What's up, George? They announced the home run derby. Who's in the home run derby?
1: A couple of contestants have come out so far. I don't know if it's the full slate, but I know the Yankees, Aaron Judge. Yep.
0: Yeah, I know he
1: is. Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And uh, was there a is there a red that's going to be in it this year? I think Brad Brad's looking it up right now because we have the all star uh, starters and reserve list in front of us right yeah, I now. I've
0: seen them. I've seen them. Okay, but I think uh, Bellinger said he would do, but he wants his father to pitch to him.
1: Oh, isn't that? You know what? That's what makes the MLB All Star. Here's the thing that bothers me is that the NBA All Star Game in the in the early 2000s used to be fun to watch. It used to be a spectacle. And the an MLB All Star Game after that uh, 11 inning nightmare where it ended in a tie <laughs> was yeah. so controversial. You're
2: yeah, like just struck in his shoulder. Exactly.
1: So there was a time where, like the NBA, because nobody watched the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry if you do, George. I, I don't watch it.
0: No, no, I mean i watched some of this. Too.
1: Just to see the skills competition. Sure competition, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's MLB and All Star and NBA All Star. The MLB All Star has pulled into the lead again for me because the slam dunk contest is horrible nowadays. That's just a gimmick yeah. match. In the NBA All-Star game, they don't try. In the MLB All-Star game, they try. There's always cool stuff like fathers pitching to sons and it's just, mm-hmm. it's feel good and when you want an All-Star game, you want to show off your talent, they do it right. And I think that's the one thing that baseball, even though people say it's kind of down, I think it's stuff like that that still makes it America's pastime. Yeah,
0: I know uh, Bobby Thompson said he's, he's not doing it because he complained that he don't like
2: Speaking of America, George, who's your most American athlete? Uh, mm. American, just think America. Oh man, who do you who pops into your head? Mm. That's a hard one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. Well, you stuck me on that one. Awesome. Well, if you fight. If- Put George down for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> if
1: you want to, just call us back, George, when you think of it, because we got to go to a break right now. But, uh, uh, Giancar- cool. While you're on the line, Giancarlo Stanton is also in the Home Run Derby this year.
0: Yeah.
1: But they That's haven't released bad. the rest of them, I think, is what it is now. But, uh, George, George, thank you for calling. If you want to call back in All with right, your Amer- favorite American athlete, we'd love to hear from you again. Cool. All right. See you, George. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to take Al. Al, just hold on the line real quick. And we're also going to talk about a legendary AJ. I'm sorry, AJ. And when we come back, we're going to talk legendary Malik Monk versus Michael Jordan. Call us at 381 1313. This is ESPN Sports Radio 1300.
6: Down through history, if you last.
1: This is spooky. Ominous <laughs> intro. <laughs> a very <laughs> ominous intro into the eve of the 4th of July. Yeah, we're all over the place now. I feel it's like I'm in happening. the 80s now. I have no idea. Anyways, this is ESPN Sports Radio 1300. We got Angelo and Sean C filling in for Matthew and Mikey. You can give us a call at 381 1313
2: we're not married. Angela Carriero, Sean C. <laughs> Phil and Informatia and Mikey. I gave him the day off. They're enjoying the holiday weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, you can catch us... Um you can call us here at three eight one thirteen thirteen. Obviously, we're having a good time. We just want to talk about some sports today, enjoy ourselves. We also have, uh, you can get us uh, hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ESPN Radio Lex, and on Twitter at ESPN Radio Lex. And you can catch me on Twitter at Angelo Carriero 8. AJ, we appreciate you for waiting on the line. Go ahead. Hey, guys. What's going on, What's up, AJ? AJ? Uh,
7: now, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, but... They- a great American thing when Rick Monday saved the American flag from being burned back in late 70s when he's playing center field for the gus. I don't know if you guys remember that or not.
1: I think I've seen a highlight of it and that was
2: awesome. Him, uh, that, this, that's just that's this patriotism when, at its when finest. When some kind of protest was going on and people were burning the flag and he went after him.
7: Yes. and, and, and The guy brought the flag on the field and he went over there and swooped it up before it hit the ground for the guys to actually lit it. And of course the came by and tackled it. I I remember that as a kid. That was pretty
1: awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, that is awesome. I wish that, you know, you don't see, like, good thing we don't see stuff like that today, but I would hope our, our players of all sports would stand up for the flag like that, you know, and, like, some certain things that have taken over, you know, like the Colin Kaepernick situations is always yeah. touchy, you know, so things like that, but, you know, just uh, hopefully on the 4th of July we can all stand together on that.
7: I oh, agree. Thanks, guys. All right,
1: Thank man. you, AJ and uh like i said give us a call at 381 we're talking everything under the sports sun and uh right now one of the things that has been really interesting so far uh in, in what is usually a down period of sports time we've got baseball you know the all-star games coming up but uh, a lot of the focus has been on the nba offseason yeah. and uh two of i would say the biggest three free agents that were out there because kevin durant going back to golden state steph curry Golden back to Golden State. Andre Godala going back, back to Golden State. State. Oh, gosh. The whole team's coming back. They're going to run that. Do you, you think that's a good idea if they run that team back? I, I don't know, man. I, have, I don't know. Can they be as good as they were this past year? I don't know. Can you win 14 championships in a row? <laughs> Who knows? But um, And also, if you kind of assume that once Chris Paul got traded, that Blake Griffin was going to get uh, his contract with the Clippers. There was only yep. three... Kind of, they were big. They're all they're they're multiple time all stars, but people really didn't seem to talk about them. And both of them have agreed to deals in the last twenty four hours. And the first one is one that's a little bit of uh, of a consistency. Kyle Lowry, uh, former and still point guard of the Toronto Raptors, he signed a three year one hundred million dollar contract. Uh, Lowry got the Kyle Lowry. I, $33 people, million dollars a year. I'm telling Kyle you. Kyle Lowry. I'm telling you. There are NBA writers that swear by Kyle Lowry. They said if they could, they'd give DeRozan's contract to Lowry and kick DeRozan out of Toronto. That's real. I've heard a lot of, of you know, esteemed NBA writers really think that about. They think he's one of the top five point
2: guards in the NBA. I, you know, may, that, that may be. No, I don't think so. But that may be. In some people's mind, he meant, but $33 million a year for Kyle Lowry. That's what they did. I mean, ask the Raptors. I mean, if, if you, uh, Brad, if you could get Messiah, uh, Messiah Jerry you, you as our, our guest later, I'd really appreciate it. Um, you can't <laughs> say he's not worth it because a player's worth whatever somebody will pay for him. Yeah. But $33 million for Kyle Lowry. If we're talking about pay, Sean, we can talk about it after this guest. <laughs> you're worth what I'll pay
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's sad. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, Kyle Lowry, uh, he got the money that he wanted. I think he wanted a longer-term contract, and I think once he got into the market, he was going to get one or the other. He was either going to get the money he wants, which was the hundred million, but not the long-term security, or he could get the long-term security, but it wasn't going to be the amount per year that he okay. was wanting. Because there, with a player like him, you know, some sneaky injury questions that you have about him. He's getting older. You know, we were still remember Kyle Lowry from the Villanova days with Randy Foy. You know, but he's Do he's we? he's getting a- up. <laughs> Do we though? <laughs> That's what I grew up with, Sean. That's what, that's what I have, okay? Ooh, uh, Alan Ray, too, that was on that team. That was, that was the number one overall seed that year. Yeah, they that disappointed many Villanova teams except the one... Anyways, we, we're Lowry's not talking 31. about...
2: He's 31 years he's old. He's 31
1: years old, so if you're going to give him a five-year contract with all that money, you're stretching into a 36-year-old point guard, and I, I can't have that. Like, if I was a fan of a team, I would not want my point guard. Even if he was Chris Paul, I would not want him to, at the end of his deal, to be worth that much money at that age. Veterans are good, but eventually athleticism declines. Yeah. So Kyle Lowry banked in that, you know what, he might be out of the league or at the back of a bench by the time he's 34, you know, going on 35. But I think while he has this contract, he's going to be well worth it yeah, for the team.
2: And it depends on who, who they've got around him. I mean, he's a point guard. He can do a lot. He was a 20-8 and twenty and eight guy or something yeah. like that last year. Yeah. I mean, that's great. That's great for a point guard. But, you know, he's got DeRozan it, around with He's him. got he's DeRozan. Got,
1: they re-signed Serge Ibaka for a three-year, $65 million contract. Yeah. Get that again? What was that number? Three. Derozan, Derozan got his contract last year. It was an addition to the one year that he had. So essentially, I, I think, when I think
2: he's around a couple years past those those guys, I'm what, not sure Derozan's contract.
1: I but. think I think what they're setting up is this is their team for the next three years, and then it's going somewhere else because Lowry's three oh. years, Ibaka's three years, Derozan. Probably, uh, I think only has three years left on it on his contract. I'll look that up here and in you a second. Know, it's,
2: it's not a it's not a bad play because, like we said earlier. Anybody can come out of the East. I mean, you know, the East is down, it, down.
1: It's down, and especially and, because there's this, Le, the, the, the ever ominous cloud
2: of yeah. LeBron James that, that continuously hovers yeah. over the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And if, if LeBron James is in the East, whatever team LeBron James is on is always going to be the favorite. But if LeBron leaves the East, it's wide open. Oh, I swear if, just wide if the LeBron, Bronx could win. If LeBron goes to the West, that's gonna be like The uh, Knicks could come out of the No, uh, no. Uh,
1: no let's not go there. That but that was crazy. If LeBron goes to the West, that's gonna be like Mad
2: Max to the East's sound of music. Yeah. Like it's gonna yeah. be
1: it's gonna be just completely different.
2: And, and you know, that's the kind of that's the that's why you get champions like the 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 Washington Wizards could win the championship because those teams in the East beat the living crap out of each other trying to get to the finals. Get, Leaving the West or get, the, the the East guy? Can I tell you all something well else? Well rested and relaxed. And can I tell you something else, Sean? John Wall dropping dimes on Curry's head.
1: <sighs> you <laughs> tell know, tell me. Please.
2: You know, no, you've convinced me with the slaughter. The Eastern
1: Conference is going to be the dominant one in the NBA finals. Yeah, that's the way it's going to go. Uh-huh. Ugh. Anyways, so just to further back up, you know, y'all you have to understand. I hate backing up Sean's point, but um, he's got a point at that the West is so good because one of the other big free agents that are on the market or that was on the market, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, Atlanta Hawks super superstar, you know, has been the consistent rock for the team year after year. He's made yeah. four Can you believe if I told you that Paul Millsap has made four All-Star teams, would you believe me? I guess I just said it yes, so you probably I, do I believe would. me. I,
2: I would believe you cuz you know your NBA All-Star team the history, but <laughs> thank you. Paul Millsap. He, he went to the Denver Nuggets. He signed a man. If I
1: if I can get this uh, credit, he signed. I think he signed a very similar to what Kyle Lowry did. I think it was a three year, ninety million dollar contract that he signed with the Nuggets to play alongside Jamal Murray and uh, Trey Lyles, new Denver Nugget over there. Three years, ninety. Yep. Yep. Um, So that's another guy. That's an interesting fact. Before we uh, get to. uh, to get to linemen, Lyman here
2: real quick. Yep. No, it was, no, now man. But what's, your, what's your point?
1: I was just going to say that there was a picture that CBS Sports posted earlier today. It was, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, it was a picture of the number one East seed Atlanta Hawks from 2015 and their starting lineup, a
2: team that produced four all-stars. Is that, that was Horford Millsap? Um, Teague, Corver, Damari Carroll. Okay. Of those five, just
1: two years ago on the number one seed in the East, they're all five are gone. Horford's in Boston, Carroll's in Toronto, uh, Millsap is in Denver, Teague mm-hmm. is in Minnesota now, and Corver is in Cleveland. Yeah. We'll go and ahead and get to Lyman a, right now.
2: There's a Photoshop picture of uh, Paul Millsap in his Denver Nuggets jersey, and boy, he's, he looks fine.
1: He, he looks happy about it, and I think Denver is too. Lyman, how are you doing, man?
8: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking the call.
2: Good. Absolutely. You what? guys
8: uh, you guys still talking about the most American athlete of all time? That, uh,
2: the most American.
8: Athlete that is the of theme of the
1: show. When you call in at 13, 11313 we can we can talk about that right off the hook. Who are who is your most American athlete? It's a mix between American and American. There you go.
8: I understand. The most American athlete of all time has to be Don Fry. He competed in the uh, early UFCs, then went to Japan and fought in Pride FC. He not only has the greatest mustache in recent memory, better than Sam Elliott's mustache, better than Tom Selleck's mustache, but he competed in American short, American flag shorts. No, he's pretty tough.
1: I was going to say, did he compete with an Uncle Sam hat with an I want you and then a picture of Uncle Sam tapping out any other country that stands in its way with the American boxers on? Because if that's the case, he's showing me right now. Goodness gracious, that that's is that, an American.
8: That's an American right there. <laughs> is that an, that's a, mag, a majestic mustache, is it not? It, it, absolutely. You know, it's pretty, it
2: wears a cowboy hat sometimes. But yeah, he's American. Yeah. America. He's
8: oh. in some movies, and he uh, apparently was a big fan of Mexican supplements back in the day. But he comes to mind.
1: Yeah, so, I can, I can completely end. see why he looks like something off of a Will Ferrell movie. He really, yeah, <laughs> he really does. <laughs> they, that's, a, that's insane. That's Say that is a good one. Is there? A, is there any other ones you want to throw out there? A present day one? I'm going well,
2: to throw one out for us while oh, we're here. Joey so Chester. Chester. Nut. Joe Joey oh, Chestnut. Joe, there's. He there, is an athletic hot dog eater.
1: There's nothing more American than a than a grown man wolfing down <laughs> 57 hot dogs I in like
2: 71 in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes is his record now.
1: Do you remember when when uh, do you remember that Lyman when uh, when Joey Chestnut was ripping through hot dogs back in the day?
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember. My I don't know. I have a hard
8: time <laughs> with things on ESPN that aren't real sports. I know you guys are ESPN what? affiliated, so you the
1: hot dog not. eating contest. Are, are you telling me sport? that there's no athletic skill in poker? I'm, a, I'm offended I'm and ashamed.
8: Skill in poker. <laughs> Do you
1: um, know how hard you have to work to,
2: to dunk a hot dog bun in water and still get it to go my, down my, your My garlic? hands are getting tired as you're yeah, talking about it. Gross. Yeah, I think that's why everybody else hates us.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about, Lyman? Like, no, I'm just uh, I'm stoked about the Red Sox uh, back in top on the East. So I guess that's it. Thanks for taking the call, guys. All right, yep, Lyman. Thanks,
1: Lyman. And well I wish I could say the
2: same about my cubs but I can't. Uh, before we go to break and we'll we'll get into uh, to this a little more when we get back. Who is your most American athlete? My right, most right now playing right, right now.
1: Right now. Mm-hmm. I have to say that to me my most American athlete is none other than Timothy Tebow. Oh, Tebow is the most American athlete. Do you know what he did? See, all, all he's ever done is persevere through everything that stood in his way. He, he was doubted at Florida. He became the starting quarterback. They lost that game. Best speech ever. And he won a national championship with them. He goes to the NFL. He won't be drafted in the first five rounds. First round draft pick by Josh McDaniels. Well, he'll never make it. Goes to the playoffs with the team after they were suffering without him in the lineup. Wins a playoff game on what could almost be said was a miracle pass. Yeah. And beats the Steelers in his debut playoff game. But you know what? The NFL rejects him. For one reason or another, the NFL rejected him. And what does he do? Does he put his head down and say, well, shucks, I guess I just didn't work out. Nope. He tried and tried to come back, didn't work. So he said, you know what? There's another professional sport that'll take me. And he went to baseball. And that is a tried and true, try hard, good American Athlete, right there, and, and there he, is, and there's one is 1A, 1B, 1C, all Tim you know Tebow. What?
2: Tim Tebow is accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish because the second you said Tim Tebow, the first thing I thought was Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break now. Angelo, 381 1313, give us a call.
1: This is Angelo O'Caro and Sean C, right here on ESPN Sports Radio 1300.
8: Together. I can still remember.
1: Welcome back to ESPN Sports Radio 1300 here with me today. My name is Angelo Carriero and Sean C. Accompanying me to my right. Love it. <laughs> we're, we're here talking about a, a little bit of everything under the sports sun. You can give us a call at 381-1313. You can hit us up on Facebook, www. Facebook.com slash ESPN Radio Lex and catch us on Twitter at ESPN Radio Lex. In hour two, we are going to put up a Twitter poll that anybody out there can vote on because Malik Monk had some interesting things to say about a hypothetical potential one-on-one game versus a certain owner of the Charlotte Hornets. And for those out there that don't know who the owner of the Charlotte Hornets is, well, it might be one Michael Jordan. So at the top of the hour when we come back we're going to play you a clip and we're going to talk we're going we are going to put up the Twitter poll online. Also there was a third free agent we didn't get to get to. Who's that?
2: At the There was Paul Millsap, Kyle Lowry, and Gordon, Dave, Hayward. Gordon and now,
1: Hayward. And now Sean C. has been talking. He is ad nauseum. Just Gordon Hayward this, Gordon Hayward that. He's been talking about Gordon Hayward all day.
2: That's right. It's hard to concentrate on my real life when Gordon Hayward is still out there. I got to tell you what. It makes me uncomfortable to know Gordon Hayward's
1: out there because I want to know that he'll be financially safe you gotta, and that he's okay. You know, you got to
2: worry about that sort of thing. But, but, in, all seri-
1: but in all seriousness, all he is, he is in, in line to get the biggest contract of any not, uh, free agent to sign with a different team. He's probably going to get the max deal from whatever team he signs with. There are three teams that are on the board for him in Utah, Boston, and Miami. But right now, we're going to go ahead and hit the phones. 381 you can get to us. We're going to call it Steven first. Steven, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Do, fantastic, man. What, what What do you want to talk about? Favorite fourth uh,
0: favorite most American, American athletes? That's exactly what I'm calling in for. All right, I missed it. Uh, you may have said it early, but I can't believe I haven't heard it. It's got to be
4: Stone Cold Steve Austin, the most American yes. man I know of. Yes. All right, uh, give all me. Right,
1: it. Right. Oh my goodness, you. Uh, all right, all right, Steven. You are my favorite caller. So far. I'm sorry to every other caller. I I grew up with the WWF. And stone cold Steve Austin was my guy. So there's the, I, I will never disagree with you on that what one. What
2: does Austin 316
1: say? That he'll whoop I- your your hind end That's in true. a very very nice way to put that
4: <laughs> there's nothing like yelling I whooped your wine hind end while you're up there on the rope smashing beers across your head smashing and d- and d- the four-
1: <laughs> there's nothing more 4th of July than cracking two cold whatever yeah, beers you want breaking them together and just pouring them on you as you're probably going to make a multitude of bad decisions for the rest of the night after that but you man I think sto- you
4: just described my 4th of July plans <laughs> I was gonna say it's
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin my 20s <laughs> If Stone Cold did, if there was anybody who made that cool, though, Stone Cold Steve Austin did. And I'll tell you what, he was rough tumbling and he was one. Su-
2: it was tough SOB, correct? Yeah, tough SOB. Yeah, he was the toughest SOB in, in, in the WWE. And you know, it takes a real man to wear black spandex underpants. And a black leather vest. <laughs> uh, you
0: know he has no shame. No
2: shame. Oh, man. Steven, thank you so much for the Stone Cold. That made
1: my day. I love thinking about some Texas Rattlesnake.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad I can help you all out. Y'all enjoy the
1: rest of your evening. Happy 4th to y'all. Right, Thanks. Steven. See you,
2: Steven. You know, nobody's mentioned this guy yet, but it, he's kind of in the same vein as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Rob Gronkowski, man. Rob, Rob Gronk- Gronkowski is as American as America can be. Or, or John Cena.
1: Uh, maybe, you know what? I feel bad because maybe Mike was going to yeah, say could have
2: been one of those. Drunk.
1: So uh, what's going on, Mike? How are you doing?
0: Hey, Mike. Or, or hey, this is Mike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <I guess laughs> we can be Mike if you want, Mike. Yeah,
4: wh- whatever. We can be Mike There's and Mike never, and Mike. Never enough Mike. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, my candidate, and, and I just came in from working, but my candidate may have been said that I would nominate Pat Tillman.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely! Yeah. There was going to be a point where we got where we're we're having fun with the you know what which guys were the most you know American of it. But right. when it comes to true American sports figures, Pat Tillman sacrificed a very lucrative NFL career to serve his country in which he tragically died in, and that is that of all things is the most American thing you can do as a sports athlete. Yeah, is exactly. what he did.
2: Yeah, there's there's nobody should say a bad thing about Pat Tillman. He is as American ever been, as America can yeah. be
1: so you're, right, you're spot I, on right? I love I love the Pat Tillman pick for absolutely you still there with us Mike
4: oh, oh I am I'm nodding my head in absolute agreement alright yes, sir thank the, you for your patriotic treatment of a nice guy of a great man a-
1: absolutely yeah, absolutely thank, thank you very much Mike
4: thank you guys
2: yep. and there's plenty of other guys like that like yeah Pat Tillman is the best American athlete yeah American athlete now All these other guys we've been talking are American. Yeah. They're, you know, beer swilling. He's talking about no, Rob. That's why he's over here talking about Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. You're going out and party and still show up to the work the next yeah, day, dominate your sport. America.
1: But remember when he walked Pat in on Tillman. Spicer? You know, yeah. it? it hey, you it. need some help? Yeah, like it was funny. He's an all-American boy, but when it comes to all-American men and great, yeah, great Pat, heroes of our so country, get any better than Pat, Pat Tillman? Pat, Pat Tillman's a great story. There was Glenn Coffee, who was an Alabama running back that played for San Francisco. Mm. He left for four years because he said that God told him that his mission was to go to the army and serve his country, and he's trying to make. Come back, and it's a shame he doesn't have a job because he was a great running back and even better American. And there's David Robinson served out yeah. his time with the Navy before he came to the NBA. He could have jumped for the money, but no, he wanted to serve out his duty. Roger Staubach yeah, didn't think, he? Didn't he dip out and actually go to war and come back? And that's why he didn't start for the Cowboys until he was like 29 or so. Maybe I'm I, wrong I about I that. I don't
2: know about that. But I, David Robinson, they offered him an out because the publicity that he being got an NBA superstar would have been for. The, more for the Naval Academy than him actually serving his and two years, and he declined it. He served his two years and then went in. I think, I think that was David Robinson that that, happened. that
1: was David. I know yeah. that he for sure had to go do that first yeah. before he was in the NBA. But I mean, that's that's honorable too. That that's how David Robinson's always been a stand-up gentleman when yeah. it comes to that. So I mean, there's that. There's a, there's all of the great athletes that we have not named that are slipping our minds right now. If you want to give us a call, we're about to go to the top of the hour, but you want to call us in at three eight one thirteen thirteen and talk about your favorite. American athletes and your favorite American sports heroes and yeah. athletes, we will absolutely love to hear each and every one of them because this is the best subject. Pre Fourth of July, we really take a time to look at our athletes and see what what is America, who personifies America, and who defines America. Like Pau Tillman defined, yeah. you know what an American sports athlete is and uh yeah just uh, just guys like guys like robinson guys like tillman guys that put their put their country and their
2: service first yeah before sports well pat pat tillman being a great american sports hero allows rob gronkowski to be an american it, absolutely that's so. a,
1: absolutely how it does it gives it gives us and the other athletes the right to pursue who they are and what they want to do when other people are putting the country and the greater good of everyone else first yep so it's always a beautiful thing to see but coming up in hour or two. We're gonna talk a little bit more about some Kentucky basketball players that are in the uh the summer league right now. There was a caller that mentioned Bam Autobio earlier, and he is going off in the NBA right now. Jody Meeks, he signed with the team with the former Kentucky Wildcat. We'll tell you who that is in hour or two. And also, when we come back, we are going to talk about well, maybe the greatest scoring shooting guard of all time. Versus possibly today's greatest scoring shooting guard, and what Malik Monk had to say when it comes to a little bit of little bit of one, little bit
2: a little bit of, little bit of maybe mm. trash talking, a Michael little Diff're bit Jordan. Of, a little bit of trash talking
1: to the GOAT Michael Jordan, with uh, Angelo Carriero and Sean C filling in for Matthew and Mikey today. You're listening to ESPN Sports Radio. 1300. I'm just trying to be. Welcome back to ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Matthew and Mikey had the day off, so filling in is myself, Angelo Carriero, alongside me, my trusty sidekick, my companion in crime, Sean C., John, Whatever works, man. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good about yourself, I'll do it. Well, it does. I'm, I'm glad you're here with me. And, um, you know, if you want to join us, because, I mean, we're, we've been having a blast. If you didn't hear in the first hour, we have had a great time. We're talking about theme of the day for this show under the sports sun is we are talking about the most American athletes of all time and present day, yep, but of all time as well. Now, we're talking about. Go ahead. America. We're talking about American athletes. We're talking about, about American who, who, America. def, who defines what an all-American athlete is? And we're also talking about American sports heroes that have sacrificed their pay and their play of the game mm-hmm. so they could serve our great country. So, that's, so those are the two that we're hitting on. We're going to you know, make it a little light, then also recognizing the heroes that will make tomorrow such a spectacular day. And you can give us a call three eight one thirteen thirteen 381-1313 to talk about it with us. You can also hit us up on Facebook.com slash ESPN Radio Lex. You can also hit us up on Twitter and on Twitter at ESPN Radio Lex. There's a poll up right now, and the poll is based off of this comment that Malik Monk had in an interview with NBA TV.
0: If you were to play your owner, Michael Jordan, right now in a game of one-on-one, <laughs> who wins? I'll beat him. I think I'll beat him. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he
2: would like that too, probably. Yeah. Speaking of Michael. Yeah, yeah I'm he, okay. he's,
4: uh, he's pretty old right now. I think I can
2: him. <laughs> There's already some votes on our poll.
4: I think he's pretty
1: old right now. I think I could beat him.
2: Well, you know. What do the polls say, please? Right now, Michael Jordan's in the lead, sixty-seven percent to thirty-three percent. What did I tell you? I told you that Michael. Jordan... Now maybe it's two, you know, two votes to one,
1: but uh, but that because uh, I just put that up. I mean, it is hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Yeah. Onto the ESPN Sports Radio Exington page, and or at ESPN Ra-
2: Sports Radio Lex. ES- at es at ESPN Radio Lex. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. So and we- you know he's right though. How old is Michael Jordan? He's fifty-five.
1: I don't. You've got That's the, the like handy that. dandy internet machine over there. I'm just yeah, over here, just machine. with my newspapers and hard work, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, newspapers and I'm hard just,
1: work. I'm just saying that uh, it, it's he's
2: 54. 54. He's 54.
1: Okay. Yeah. There was a time, There was a couple of years ago where he played some kid, you know, 24 years old. You're talking about an NBA athlete, and they played a real one on one game. And the guy after was like, he beat me, and they were like, he beat you, and he was like, yeah, he beat me. I mean, Malik Monk's only what 19. He's still uh, a kid. Yeah.
2: He's, he's he, a little big Here's young. the
1: thing. If you go to a gym anywhere at the YMCA, you have the superstar kids and you have your veterans, okay, that are in the gym. And sometimes, if they get a little, you know, testy with the older guys, an older guy would go over there, teach the young kid the ropes. The yeah. young kid hangs his head mm-hmm. and he shows him his way. Mm-hmm. Now, this ain't some old, you know, classic throwback veteran the YMCA. This is Michael Jordan, aka his
2: airness, aka the goat. And he's going to play the old man game now. He's going to be throwing elbows, and he's just going to be eye gouges. Yeah, he's thing. going to play it dirty. He's when, going to play old man ball, Michael Jordan YMCA ball.
1: Michael Jordan's bigger than Malik Monk by a couple inches and a, and and had had know, about a couple pounds, pounds, probably by now. But I will tell you what, I bet he still has that sweet mid-range J. I bet he still has some. Maybe he can't rise to the rim, but I bet he's got some layups in his arsenal that he's been keeping in the back burner for thirty years when he has to teach a you know a, a, a young up. Up and coming, you know, flashy new shooting guard that he just drafted Fast like, m- Fast
2: Speed. Michael Jordan doesn't have the speed Okay, keep up with okay. Malik Monk Are, are they he playing a full play. court game or are we playing half court? I, I assume they're playing half court Okay, but Where's the speed cut? Is he just gonna get a running he's just start? just gonna blow by him. No, that first step, he's just gonna blow by him. Michael's you know how many all defensive yeah. teams Michael's, Michael's made? Play old man ball. He, he all, it, it, how many all defensive teams
1: he played against? Okay, but Michael made all defensive years ago. Well, I mean he was guarding guys in their prime. This is this is a teenager that he's going up against. Michael, Mike, Michael has a chance. Okay, Michael, Jordan, is, always chance. Michael Jordan
2: always has a chance.
1: Michael Jordan always has a chance.
2: Michael Jordan's going to play Bill Lambier ball now against Malik Monk. He's right. going to hold him. He's going to gouge him. He's going to he's going to. Michael Jordan look, doesn't like to lose.
1: Look, John John Calipari tra- prepared Malik Monk for the NBA. He didn't yeah. prepare him for the final boss of an ultimate mission, <laughs> like Michael Jordan. Okay, I let's mean, Jordan, just get that clear, got, guys. Like, guys, inches. give give me a call. Give us a call at three eight one yeah, thirteen thirteen because I'm trying I'm trying to talk some sense into this man, and he just wants to play it like, oh, the, these younger kids are the newer models. They're faster. They're they're, they're updated. Ah, you know what? Sometimes that classic, you know, sixty nine, you know. Charger? Challenger? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, in that case, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could beat, you know, any any of today's... Who, center. Joel Embiid? Yeah, Joel Embiid. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could take got down got Joel sky Embiid. Hook. He's got the sky hook. He's got hook. the sky hook. He's also got 67-year-old legs. 67. Hurts
1: my feelings when you say stuff about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like that. But anyways... I love so go go to our Twitter, at ESPN Radio Lex, and vote on the poll. Give us a call, 381-1313. Tonight, at 650... We have Excuse the me, seventy year old legs. The Lexington Legends are in action at six fifty today mm-hmm. on ESPN Radio Lexington. And then tomorrow, on the fourth of July, if you're out driving, if you're at your barbecue and you want to put some stuff on the background while you're enjoying your time with your family and friends on what we hope to be a beautiful day. Could be
2: raining, could not be though. We got you a day night doubleheader.
1: But like I said, we talk about everything under the sports sun. And right here, the sun will be shining bright when we have the Blue Jays at the New York Yankees at you 1240. Independence Day,
2: it's Canada versus America. And you know what? You, we've seen this movie every time. You know who wins. Uh, yeah, Canada's much nicer than we are. They'll just, you know, it's your special day. And the, and the
1: Yankees are called the evil empire. And yeah. nobody, there's a lot of people that don't like the Why couldn't it be a fun, a nice team? What about a team that wears red, white, and blue? What about a team that broke an 108-year... What about
2: Chicago Cubs?
1: The Chicago Cubs, if anybody was like, what? What do he say? Yeah, why, yeah it's radio. It's, <laughs> don't whisper. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's on-the-job on, on the job training from Sean right there. Thank, thank you, Seanathan. Um, we've got also tomorrow... Lexington Legends again, six fifty. Mm-hmm. We've got them on the air right here on ESPN Sports Radio thirteen hundred. So we've got that all lined up for you, and also we've got a guest joining us. And I'm so happy to have him on. We've got James Strebel from. I see you, blue. I'm familiar with the Sea of Blue just a tad bit. Coming up in about a half hour. In a half hour. About f- f- five forty four? Five forty six? Yeah, five forty three. Let's call five forty five. Five forty five. We'll do we'll do it like that. Now, one thing that we're about to talk about, along with the uh, Malik and versus MJ, which again, three eight one thirteen, thirteen, to talk about that. We've got a lot of Kentucky action. A lot of players going, you know, places. You know, I got friends in low well, the NBA has a lot of friends in UK places. Dakari Johnson Today, in the NBA Summer League, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, Thunders beat Knicks by 12. Lexington native Luke Cornett, former Vanderbilt player, signed a two-way deal with the New York Knicks today, which means that he is a part of the active roster and their G League, Gatorade League, Development League roster, and he can go back and forth, and it counts as a roster spot on the Knicks, but it's also a flexible spot. So that that happened today. So congratulations to Cornet. We always love to see the Lexington boys go and get theirs the way he did. Fantastic basketball player. Very happy for him. But Dakari Johnson today <laughs> even though it's the Knicks played a position that I have never seen. Dakari Johnson? Yes. He played He played the point center position. Point center. He came up on a play and he dribbled it all the way down the court. But not in fast break. Well, in a half-court set. Sure. And he started dribbling. He got a pick-and-roll, went under the pick-and-roll, back past the three-point line, set a pick, popped out, shot a shot. Unfortunately, he missed it. But this is Dakari Johnson playing point guard. What oh. is Why is Cal holding back our big men? Look at what he was doing out there. Yes.
2: That's obviously... Yes, that's, where you want, that's where you want Dakari Johnson to spend most of his time is out on the court on you, you know the open floor. You, you know
1: what? I, I, don't, I don't want your heresy today. I want to talk to Jersey Joe about his favorite uh, American Jersey. and American you know, you athletes know out there Joe's today. Jersey Joe, what's happening?
7: Oh, not much, gentlemen. So yeah, I, real quick, wanted to call in for American. You all brought up, you know, Hogan and then got Jim Duggan. Who? he's carried two by four with an American flag tied he to it. He certainly did. And I don't think it had an A on the end of that American flag.
2: No, it was Merck.
1: Hacksaw's a good one John Cena's a good one What about some older What about some older WF cats? I saw
2: Hacksaw Jim Duggan recently He's still pulling the same Shtick every once in a while Really? (laughs) Except he's much slower That's awesome
1: (laughs) Well
7: You could go You know You you could go when When Undertaker was the biker You know That's pretty (gasps) American Yes You're talking about Big Evil
1: Yeah Yep yeah, that was a that good. was a really good patriot gimmick. That was low key patriot gimmick because you think of the dead man. Yeah, but no, when he was the biker, there was a little bit of I'm a biker, but for my country. It was good. It was a good shtick. A lot of fans don't like it. I loved it.
2: Well, you know, everybody wants the dead man to be
1: dark. Yeah, you ain't lying yeah. about that one. What else, Jersey? anybody in the anybody in the big four sports or any of the any NASCAR drive? You know, all of NASCAR drivers, any golfers, any any football, basketball, baseball. Well, how about Michael Phelps? Absolutely, he's an
2: American. I mean, he's yeah. an
1: American gold, gold, See, gold, the gold, 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 gold medal. I mean, there's so many golds. I'm
2: not going to keep going. He's the all-time medal winner in American sports Olympic history. Is he the, I mean, in Olympic history period? Maybe. Uh, maybe in Olympic history, there there might be some East German wrestler. Oh,
1: oh, Jersey Kurt Angle. Yeah, they are they. He won won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck and then he goes on and wins countless WWE championships, intercontinental, European, we won't talk about European championships. This is, you know, this is America. European championships. Mark Henry, there's another one. He was a power lifter for the American Olympics in 1996 as well. Yeah. That's another former Goldberg. Goldberg. Absolutely. What a Goldberg dude! He played for the. He played, Ale- he played for Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> he played football. There's
7: nothing more American. Than That's football. true. That's yeah, true. Sean. Well, why do you hate
1: football? Why do you hate America? For Sean. Uh, it's. Yeah. Nah, I'm thank sorry. you, Jersey. I'm sorry, yeah, Jersey.
7: Gentlemen, I'll talk to you
2: later. <laughs> Jersey
1: Joe, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Have a good Fourth Happy of
2: July. To you. You I too. got a, See I got a dark horse American for you? What's up, Andre Agassi? Flashy, brash, loud, obnoxious, sporting a mullet. How much more American do you want than Andre Agassi? I don't know. I was I was two when he was in his prime. That's a only guy to win the oh, Super Slam. He won an Olympic gold medal. He won Wimbledon. The Wimbledon. He won a Grand Slam, career Grand Slam. Oh, he won all the tournaments, and, and then he won an ATP Tour tournament as what? well. But, I don't know what it's called. It, it's a fancy slam. Uh, he won a fancy slam. Fancy slam. that's called
1: smashing that. rackets and making and causing a ruckus.
2: Causing a ruckus. Taking photos with his Canon camera. Man, I'll
1: get some. I'll get his some mom. more of my American athletes later. But right now, I'm hooked one that's, up with a hot European and Steffi Groff. It's America. I mean, yeah. you're about to throw this show off course if you're gonna keep talking about that now so let's go back i'm now i'm not I, you know we'll talk about just give us call three one thirteen thirteen. tell us who your favorite past Ooh. and present american athletes Got are a couple
2: of replies on twitter somebody also cole roberts says pat tillman of course absolutely and well. brandon bm breezy 21 breezy is a really good one breezy baby this is a really really good one i America. what would you say john daly
1: John Daly drinking beer and shooting shots. Drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, playing golf. Just hitting golf balls. And you know what? He turned that lifestyle into money. And that is something. I mean, you really. Wearing Hooters pants. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you what. Oh, my buddy. I want to give a shout out. Glenn Griffin. When said that his and now he ain't talking about you know, he's not being he's not, this is not the American sports hero, this is American, and we're talking about Johnny Football. If there is one name that screams American sports athletes, it is Johnny Football. A guy that ran around the field, he just I don't know, kind of scrambled his way into the hearts of fans and into Heisman Trophy legacies. Then what did he do in the offseason? Popping champagne with his boys. Wherever he want to go, living the life. They said, Johnny, you can't do that. So, do you know what he did? He came back. The he came back. Game suspension. Came back. Threw a touchdown. Money signed to the crowd. <laughs> and then he got cut. American first round draft <laughs> pick. American. We got Sparky Nick coming up, and I know he's gonna give me some wrestling factoids. What's going on, Sparky Nick? Shot Steve.
2: Nick, what's up?
7: What's happening, Big Dawg?
2: Just talking about America, man. America, America, American, America. American. What you got?
7: Hey, uh, I just turned I just turned the radio on and heard y'all talking, and uh, uh, I got a couple uh, wrestlers that I was going to talk about. I don't know if y'all said you might have already said them or what.
1: We said a lot, but I'm down to hear more. This is I'm down with some wrestling.
7: I hope it ain't. It might be the same as the ones that y'all talked about. That's all right. Let's hear them. Uh, one is. Uh, well, he's now he's a general
1: manager of uh, Kurt Angle. I, that is my yeah. number one American wrestler, Kurt yeah, Angle.
7: Every time, every time he comes out on they do that part where it goes, duh, duh, you suck.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good one to start off the top of the head. Nowhere to go down here, Nikki. but I want to hear it. What's up? Uh, I got another
7: one. Hello! That's Sean's guy. That's their Hacksaw. <laughs> their Hacksaw. Good old Hacksaw yes. Jim Duggan.
2: How about uh, Sergeant Slaughter? Oh, Slaughter Slaughter's yeah. a good one. We have Sergeant not heard Slaughter, that one. Slaughter, the only wrestler... Well, not. No, the only not re- he was a member of G.I. Joe.
1: It, yeah. And he, and he also uh, supported the Iraqi sympathizers when Hulk Hogan yeah, defeated yeah. him at WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. 6. Or no, 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 no. No, he faced Warrior at 6. I don't know. It might have been 7. Go ahead, Nate. Who, who, who else you got?
7: And then of course, uh, you know, he he's probably been already talked about, but John Cena, you know, all the stuff that he does... <laughs>
1: absolutely john cena absolutely
2: goodness how did this happen
1: <laughs> this isn't what i
2: meant when i brought this topic up hey i can't wait on the
7: sunday july 16th they're coming to Rupp,
1: and i've got tickets you got tickets well sparky nick you are gonna see your boy there because whether i have to pick him up at will call or you know i don't want I'll, I'll find a way to get tickets, is what I'm trying to say, if I if I don't order them ahead of time. Because I don't know how many people are going with me. I could go, four people could go by myself. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to watch the, the Heat Wave SummerSlam tour. Most likely
2: you'll go by yourself.
1: Thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking my confidence down <laughs> one insecurity at a time. So, um, But no, that I, I'm excited for that, too.
7: Yeah, I just hope they come for, uh,
1: like, a lot of... For the what, Nick? You're breaking up on me just a little bit.
2: Yep, we may lost.
1: Yeah, we gonna have to call us back, Nikki, because we lost you on that one. But uh, we gonna go ahead. Yep, it's about time. You can catch us at ESPN uh, at ESPN Radio Lex on Twitter. Give us a call at 381-1313. We love to talk about anything. We got the Malik versus MJ up on Twitter to 50, vote 50 on. right now. This is ESPN Sports Radio 1300.
0: ESPN Sports Radio 1300.
1: Welcome back into ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Matthew and Mikey had the day off, so it's myself, Angelo Carriero, and I'm sitting in here with the fantastic, the pragmatic, the automatic. There's, there's nothing devastating about your handsomeness. It's more like confined in a small box being patient, I would say. Uh, Sean C. is with me today. I'm sorry, Sean. I feel mean for that. Sorry, it hurts. I'm sorry, but you know what? You know yeah, what? So Cheer us up. We got Jack on the line with us, and we're going to bring him on right now. Jack, how you doing?
6: Good afternoon. How you doing, I'm sir? Gonna go old, I'm going to go old school on you relative to your American hero.
2: America, All right. Or American hero.
6: He was an American hero right when the country needed an American hero dear to the era we lived in. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Time and & Newsweek, in and the same week, he was red with white and blue silks.
2: It was, oh, Secretariat.
6: Secretariat.
1: That is perfect. We have not gotten in to the equine of
2: the American heroes. He's our first American hero that's also a horse.
6: Well, you think you think of when he ran the Vietnam War, unrest over here, and political unrest. That's we needed a hero
2: and he was the man. That is awesome. That's a good. That's a good left field that's, choice there, man. No, I, like I love that. it.
1: No, it's great. That's great. That 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 is pretty good. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any sports figures that you kind of looked up to that were pretty good American patriots when you were when you were a young man?
3: Uh,
6: Ted Williams. He was a World War II vet. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and and turned back around and, and also Korean War.
1: Yeah, right. Did Roger Staubach go to service before he joined the Dallas Cowboys?
2: I think I may be wrong, but I think briefly,
6: yeah.
1: Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. I thought there might have been a greater history behind that because for some reason I thought he got with the team much older than he uh, than he, he was originally.
6: You may be right. Yeah, he may have he may have had his uh, naval commitment for four years. I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure either, but uh, okay. definitely. So that yeah, that is a th- those are two good ones. Any other ones that you want to throw in the line? Anything else you want to talk about?
6: No, I, that's about it. I don't think any. I don't have a present hero because I don't think any, anybody can touch Big Red.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, Jack, for coming on. And um, give us a call 381-1313. We will talk about any American heroes that you have, either
2: American or American yeah, sports I got, heroes. I got one that kind of feels both. What Jesse Owens. 1936 Olympics went over, 1936 Olympics were in Berlin, this was pre-World War II, but Adolf Hitler was in charge of Germany, and Jesse Owens just went over there and kicked butt. I had a dream last night that reminded me of something like, no? You had
1: a dream? You remember, I was telling
2: you. Dream about Jesse Owens? No. It was about,
1: yeah, we'll get to it. That, you know, right on. there's one, there's one listener out there that knows what I'm talking about. But well, all listeners out there that listen to this show and listen to the ESPN Sports Radio 1300 brand is our love for Big Blue Nation. And there's been some, there have been a lot of good stuff that's been coming out because it's free agency it's summer period so summer league you know we're getting our young athletes that just came out and the free agent period you know our guys are getting paid because Kentucky Wildcats flourish in the NBA and one of them that you know I would say that is one of the greatest pre Calipari UK basketball players of all time has just signed with one of Calipari's greatest recruits And players that he ever had, and I'm going to stop being vague. Yeah, Jody Meeks, he of the 54 point game at Tennessee. At Tennessee, beautiful, one of the greatest shooters and scorers in Kentucky basketball history, has signed with the Washington Wizards with current UK super mega star, will always be remembered, John Wall. So I want you all to out there to just you know, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. I was about to say, yes, please don't. But if you are not driving, if you are stationary and can cause no harm to others, please close your eyes and imagine John Wall bringing up the ball in the court, getting a pick and roll, collapsing the defense and whipping the ball to the three point baseline where a wide open Jody Meeks takes the ball, hoists it up and swishes a three because that's what we will be getting to watch for the next two years in D.C., And I could not be happier that one of the greatest Wildcats, a prior cow, plays with one of the greatest of his era. That makes me so happy to just see. And I think Jody Jody Meeks is going to have a renaissance in his career playing with John Wall. He's got Bradley Beal around him. They're going to be able to spread the floor. They're going to get some other guys in there. Probably going to keep Otto Porter whenever he gets offered. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a team. And Jody Meeks, now when he went to Detroit and he went to the Magic, I think, uh, you know, in Detroit I think it was injuries that got him, and I don't think the Magic really knew how to use him. It was the problem with those two spots. If he can stay healthy, the Wizards will know how to use him. And he was playing excellent before, you know, when he signed the free agent contract for the Pistons and blah, 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 went place to place. I think that Jody Meeks could have he's entering his, you know, he's starting to enter his kind of prime age about to kind of move past that. But three point shooters age very, very well in the NBA. And if he can keep his legs under him, John Wall is going to have a best friend on that perimeter in a guy that can switch threes like Jody. And uh, Sean, Sean over here is like making the microphone. Just, I, so, but, I mean, he's he's like Magneto right now. He's started like uh, so summons some special powers that he has up in his arsenal. That he's not telling me. I'm starting. I'm starting to think that this is going to go off the rails real quick. So let me go ahead and bring it back. And we're going to talk about the superstar of the summer league so far, and that is one 14th overall lottery pick. One. Hotter than the sun, Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo is rip. Anybody that doesn't know, he is ripping it up in the summer league. Now, if you look at shooting percentage and stuff, you're going to be like, well, he's only 46. He he went on the court, and I have seen him do a multitude of things that he's done on the court in the summer league that he did at Kentucky.
2: Okay, Dunking on people's Dunking teammates.
1: on people, blocking seven-plus oh, seven footers, blocking them out of the gym. What I've never seen, Bam Adebayo, do is square up a defender, cross him over, and hit a mid-range jump shot. He looked like Michael Jordan, which if you're out there at ESPN Radio Lex, we've got a we've got a poll running. Michael Jordan versus Malik Monk one-on-one, who wins? But we've got Bam Adebayo out there, and one time he took the ball like new point center, Dakari Johnson, and uh, he, he took the ball, faced him up, dribbled him back, shimmied him off, hit a fadeaway jumper. Who is this guy? Where did this – where, 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 where was he last season? I mean, he played great last season. I thought he was phenomenal. But he wasn't over there crossing dudes up, putting their bodies on the floor like he no. is in the summer league right now. This Bam Adebayo looks like a number one overall pick right now, like the top five recruit that he came to UK as. He yeah. is looking phenomenal.
2: You know, if there if there's one drawback – to the way Calipari coaches college basketball it's that he doesn't really coach big men all that well oh he's, met, he's, he's messed up Scal's game when Scal was here he did not I have agree. him Playing the right game he, I agree he didn't have Bam play in the right positions I mean Bam yes Bam is a force underneath but Bam, there's more to him than that and if he'd have been able to figure out a way to exhibit that you wouldn't have been talking about Bam at the number 14 slot you'd have been talking about Bam at the 4 the 5 the 6 the 7 slot in the NBA lottery
1: I mean I guess and this just in Lonzo Ball signs a four year 33.4 million dollar deal with the Lakers as he has also signed a lifetime deal with Big Baller Brand so right. pair those hope, two up together I hope those shoes are quality Sean how do you spell incinerated uh, with an I. I I thought so too we'll get back to you on that one <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah Chris over there throwing money but, uh, but uh, in all reality here's the thing is that you're right But he has done stuff that has gotten his big men drafted in the first round. Because some big men drop out. Some of them are just like Icon Abagu, who is one of my favorite prospects. My favorite prospect, if you listen to the NBA draft podcast that we had here at ESPN Sports Radio 1300, I said he was my favorite player, had the biggest upside in the draft. He also had a very low four. He went to UCLA played with Lonzo. He looked great with Lonzo, but they didn't use him right, and he dropped to the second round. Okay? Cal gets those guys in there. He might put them in a box, but that box gets him drafted in the yeah, first round. No, Daniel Orton, Pat Patterson. Scalabissier. Scalabissier. Well, uh, no, I agree that he messed up Scal.
2: Yeah, I mean, yes, they get drafted, but they get drafted on what they did before they came to but Kentucky a lot of times. I'll, I'll give you one
1: name. Carl Anthony Towns. He is a phenomenal athlete. Could shoot threes, but I remember... People thought he's really good but is he just a stretch five just a new age stretch five top five pick but is he is he going to be Andrea Bargnani maybe yeah and he said all right you think my 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 cat is going to be an Andrea Bargnani he said I want you to bang in the post all year and show you can do it he struggled at first but Cal put him in that position man you you, that microphone man yeah but Carl Anthony Towns he got to bang in the post and he got better and better and better until he was the undeniable undisputed number 1 overall
2: pick. Yeah, yeah and yeah, he went from the number 5 pick to So the number I'm one just pick. saying That's, that that but he doesn't ruin everybody. Yeah.
1: And he did but ruin Bam. I think he helped Bam show he, him
2: more. He, he didn't necessarily ruin Bam, but Bam could have been more. More.
1: I agree. He could have gotten. He could have gone
2: over Zach Collins or Laurie Markkinen. Is yeah. what we're saying. He could have been the yeah. top true center off the board. And it's you know it's cool because, in a way, you got to think Bam Bam knew what he was coming in. He knew the players he was coming in, having surrounded him. He knew that his place was going to be down down low and not spacing the floor and not shooting mid range jumpers and all that stuff. So you sacrifice a little bit of your game to improve your future and that's what bam did at kentucky and that's what a lot of the big guys that come to kentucky are going to ha- going to do yep everybody everybody sacrifices a little bit so that everybody eats right
1: and that's what the, a lot of guys that's why they say they like going to cows because that's how he prepares them is they 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 know their role and they have to play it mm-hmm. you know you can go anywhere and be a great athlete you were a great athlete in high school you're going to be a great athlete in college you're going to be a great athlete in the NBA. They don't need to see that you're a great athlete. That's why some of those kids make a mistake and go elsewhere. They want to see that you are a guy that can fit in a role and play your role and know that you can play in an NBA system. And that's why they go to Cal. Phil Jackson, before he got unceremoniously released <laughs> from his duties, said that's why he picked Tilaquina over the other guys, was because Frank Tilaquina played in Europe. And he said mm-hmm. the NBA guys, what they do is they get them in offenses in college where they, they put them in ISO so they can show off their individual skills to try to boost their profiles. He said in Europe, it is a place where people learn within a system and how to fit in a system and how your skills are made for your spot to help others. Yeah. So it was more the mental part of the game because your athleticism is already there.
2: And it was also because that Tila Kina's workout was the only one he stayed awake the whole way. I mean, uh, it's you're right. Yeah. But when we come back, we are going to be
1: talking to the one and only of a sea of blue Round Daddy. Round Daddy. James Strebel coming up. We've got a poll on Twitter. Michael Jordan versus Malik Monk. Michael who's going to win? You only you only Michael Jordan's in the lead right now. Michael Jordan is in the lead. 60-40. Sixty yep. We're well, we only got to, that polls only going to be up for another hour. We are going to be here until 6:45 when the legends come on. 6:50. You're listening to ESPN Sports Radio 1300.
7: Out and try to rectify some situation. That's should some
1: Welcome back to ESPN Sports Radio 1300 here. Filling in for Matthew and Mikey today, we've got myself, Angelo Carriero. And joining me is the intergalactic, the leader of the Death Star. He's wearing a Star Wars shirt if you're confused on why I'm saying this. I got Sean C. next to me. Sean, how are you doing, sir? I am doing super. I'm glad you're doing couldn't super. Be, couldn't be better.
2: I'm, I'm feeling...
1: am a frog hair split four ways. I'm feeling super. Now, our theme of our day is we're talking about the most American a- athletes also past american. and present uh american american. And american but you know what we haven't talked about our most american like superheroes or superman is what made me think of that we haven't talked um, about our most american american foods we haven't talked about this but what we will talk about is a little bit of kentucky basketball and u19 with round the round daddy of them all
2: James Strebel. I, I want to hear who Round Daddy's most American athlete is, though, before we get into the UK stuff. Round Daddy! How's it going? Hey, guys. Uh, happy
4: early 4th of July. I hope you guys are having a good time. Sounds like you're having some fun today.
2: You too, sir. We're trying to have
1: the best time that we can, especially with, you know, the we- the weather's not, you know, great. outside. It's not bad, but it's not great. And with the 4th of July tomorrow, I just think of sunshine and fireworks. So we're trying to make it, you know, sound like that under the sports sun.
4: Yeah, it's a little uh, overcast right now. I'm out here on the grill watching the kids play and <laughs> hanging out. So uh, I knew you'd be at the, the grill. <laughs> you kind of did. You called that? Green.
2: That's 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 awesome. Now, I had I had one to nine on you being at the
1: grill. <laughs> one to nine. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, that's bad odds to take. <laughs> uh, that's some that's some low feedback. But anyways, what uh, one place that it is? I'm pretty sure it's hot and steamy. Is is uh, down in Egypt? For the U uh, nineteen, for the U nineteen basketball tournament, the Calipari's coaching, and uh, yesterday they uh, they faced Angola, and uh, that apparently PJ Washington and Hamadou Diallo did a did a pretty darn good job.
4: Yeah, those two guys have really uh, shined for the U nineteen team. It's it's pretty evident that the best player on the squad is Hamadou Diallo. It's like every single game. He's making highlight plays, dunks, steals, uh, running in transition. He's been nothing short of fantastic. Just the type of player that Kentucky thought he would be when he decided to come back and uh, not opt for the draft, so he's been fantastic. Uh, PJ Washington's been kind of a, a bit of a surprise. We, we knew he was talented; he's a five-star prospect. But this guy's really versatile. He, he can score in a lot of different ways. He can score under the basket. He can score away from the basket. So um, those two guys have really kind of been the leaders. And then, if, if you want to talk about a third player that's that's on the team that's doing really well, is Cameron Reddish, the six-eight. The going to be a senior in high school. He's he's listed as a Ford, but he's been running point guard uh, for this U19 team, which, which John Calipari has got to be like, look, kid, you come play for me, and and I'm going to play you all over the court. Uh, Duke was thought to be his kind of leader, but I think Kentucky's making a really good impression. I think he likes Calipari putting him in that point guard position. So, uh, you know, they're blowing teams out. It hasn't been relatively close in, in anything. Uh, when they face Italy, it'll be kind of, I think, their first first real test because uh, you know the, the European basketball players they can they can get up and down the court with with the Americans. So I still think USA will win, but it'll be a tougher test than Iran and Angola.
1: You know, I. I i'm even old enough to remember the days where point guards used to be six foot six one just yeah. kind of pass the ball around the court get it into a system and now they're just coming out with these mega athletes like like cameron reddish like you're talking about i'm a little interested to talk about uh, what you were saying about pj washington so what what kind of what kind of skills is he bringing to the table like what kind of guy should should big blue nation expect out of you know what to expect out of him next year
4: I think he's going to be kind of like a stretch four, someone that can that can play under the basket. But if you need him to make a, a bucket uh, outside in the perimeter, he can do that. He's a relentless worker and and rebounder, a, a tough kid, a, a guy that's got a reputation as as you know kind of a high motor. Uh, it's it's going to be tough because you're going to have Wing and Gabriel coming back at, at you know. People figure that he's going to start at that fourth position, but I would not uh, discount P.J. Washington starting at that power forward spot this season because he's just such a, a versatile player. He's more polished offensively uh, coming in than I think uh, we, we realized he was going to be. So i I'm really look forward to P.J. Washington. I think the fans are really going to like his work ethic. And, and he's one of those players, too, that people are saying, you know, he might be around for a year or two. Uh, with the way he's playing in Egypt and some of the skill set he's, he's showcasing, I wouldn't bet money <laughs> that, he, that he would be at Kentucky more than one year if he continues to develop uh, the way we're seeing right now.
2: The Calipari way.
4: That's
1: right. (laughs) Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm really not surprised that Hamadou Diallo is taking the reins of that team because it seems like when he went into that pre-draft process, it was kind of like, I don't know, The calm before the storm. He was training. He was just showing off. He was meeting with all these NBA teams. He got to see all these other guys and how they play. And it's just, it seemed like that he was going to just collect this knowledge and starting to collect this field to where he's risen himself to another level, even though he hasn't stepped a foot on the college basketball court yet. And you're saying that it's just shining through and becoming even more evident in Egypt.
4: Well, that was the worry, right? That he's going to go to the NBA combat and be this this freak athlete, and then come back and and not how to not know how to run a team or you know how, how to play basketball. I mean, that, that was a lot of of the feedback that was was coming from these NBA teams. Like, yeah, he's a great athlete, but he's not polished. We're not sure about his on court vision and uh, you know all, all the things that, that you'd expect from a player in, in a game situation. Because if you remember, he hadn't played in a game situation in a long time. He set out been in you Second semester at Kentucky, practiced but didn't really play. So this is the first time he's been in a game situation that, that we've been able to witness. Is how good he is. He does have the court vision. He, he's able to pass. He's run the point a little bit. Kyle wanted him to run the point because so I think he's going to see him in that position some next season. But he, he's just he in, in this Egyptian U uh, nineteen experience. He he's met every single criteria and he's exceeded all of our expectations. And all that's going to do is continue continue to raise expectations for Kentucky fans when they take the court uh, coming up in October, November. So, yeah, I, we're all going to expect big things out of homie now that we know what he's capable of.
2: And what about the uh, the big Kiwi? Did you have a chance to catch his game against the uh, South Koreans?
4: I didn't see it, but I watched some highlights and then, you know, Ty Winery is one of those players that that I, it, it's almost like you kind of want him to get more of an opportunity, yeah. uh, because he has he has skill. I mean, he, he's not the the best offensive players you would think, but he just put up 22 points. I, you know, He's another guy that, that's going to work hard, and he's going to battle for rebounds. Um, we saw him a little bit last year, uh, especially as, as as the backups to Bam kind of were, he, Cal was filtering through him, like, okay, who, who's going to be solid <laughs> yeah. at that position? Foster Clay Jones wasn't going to work. Isaac Humphreys had up his da- ups and downs, and then Wiener got a shot. He did all right, but I think, you know, he's really going to be a key this season because you've got three guys in Nick Richards, Sasha Clay Jones, and then Ty Winyard. So who's going to take the reins of that position and then the backup too? Yep. That's,
1: that's what I was going to ask you is that I'm trying to think, uh, it's just, there's so many five stars in my head. I'm seeing stars just thinking about it. <laughs> and it's just, you've got, you've got Winyard, you've got Clay Jones and you've got Gabriel all returning. Okay. So we've got Washington, and Richards coming in. Um, am I am I forgetting anybody off the board at the top of my head that that's going to be in that big man rotation? Uh,
4: those are probably going to be your, your main four. Jared Vanderbilt's more like a small four, so I don't think we'll see him in the. D- in the did small I say Vanderbilt? Power forward.
1: I might admit. I might admit uh, Washington because it was P.J. Richards, Winyard, Kalea Jones, and Gabriel. Yeah. Right. Right, okay, yeah, that's what I meant. I apologize about that, but if you got those five guys, Cal doesn't have you know necessarily a vast big man rotation that that he he cycles through. He usually just picks the guys that he can depend on and cycle those out, you know, just like how Cal didn't really get on the floor last year do you how, how do you see that maybe just a little like a preview not not a for certain, but just kind of how you see that shaking out at at the moment
4: right well, yeah. now. I think that uh, Nick Richards is kind of like your leader because as far as Calipari is concerned, you know his number one thing is going to be defense coming in. He always teaches defense first. That's what he emphasizes before he even gets into offense. Uh, Nick Richards is ready to play college basketball defensively right now. He's a great rim protector. He can he can guard on the perimeter. Uh, he, he can rebound inside and outside of his position. Uh, he's really good in that respect. Where he's going to struggle is on, on offense. Um, if you've got Kevin Knox, Hamadu Diallo, Quade Green, perhaps either Vanderbilt or Washington uh, scoring, then then you won't worry too much about scoring in the middle with your big man. You know he can clean up and rebound and and get putbacks. Um, so he, he's got the defensive skill set to, to be a good college basketball player. He's one of the, the top uh, ranked as far as the, the next year's mock draft is concerned. Um, what you'd like to see is. Sasha Clayton-Jones developing as that offensive threat in the middle. The guy that can step out to the free throw line, hit some jump shots, hit some some baseline jumpers, uh, things of that nature. Someone you have to worry about and account for offensively, uh, kind of like what Isaac Humphrey ended up being later in the season. A
1: stretch five, essentially.
4: Exactly. I think that's more of his position where, where Richards is going to be your, your defensive stopper. Clayton-Jones uh, can be a stretch five and, and be a scorer for the Wildcats. So, uh, if all goes well, I think those will be your starter and your backup as far as center's concerned. I expect Washington to be the starter before, the and then Gabriel to back him up. Um, but that, that could, I mean, if, if Wynion is is working as hard as we see and he comes in with, with a, a, a good mindset, I mean, he could have that starting position. I mean, he had moments where he shined last season. It just, for whatever reason, it tailed off as the season continued and Derek Willis just, you know, grab that starting spot and never look back. So, you know, I, I don't want to, to, to you know, de-emphasize winning Gabriel too much because he can come back and be really, really good.
1: Yeah, see, that was Nick Richards. Sounds like my guy for the future, but I really enjoyed watching Gabriel this past year. And I thought coming back this year with the way that he's kind of able to stretch out at three point line, run the floor with the guys, and then play defense down low. I think if he gets it together, he could be another lottery pick to add to the guys that are flooding into this class. But James, thank you for coming on the show. I know it's the day before the 4th of July, but you still come on with us. I appreciate that very much. We got
2: got one minute left, James. Who is your most American? Athlete playing today oh, or all time. America. American athlete of all. Oh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. That, Can't go wrong exactly. with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, a lot of wrestlers got American. mentioned today. Yeah, he was. He was a real American. Wrestlers
1: are the most American of all. It's just to the core it's of the true. common
2: man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I think Rocky would be on a second place vote. You know, I mentioned nobody's Joe, doing Rocky, Joey Chestnut earlier. Well, yep. well that's because Rocky's not real, but neither is Hulk Hogan, for that matter. So. Exactly.
4: <laughs> They're real to me.
2: Deangelo <laughs> <laughs> Williams is debuting in pro wrestling. Good for him. That's American yeah, right there. All right, thanks, James. All right, later, guys. Thanks, thanks, bud.
1: Well, we've had an exciting first two hours and having so much fun so far. And you that's what all- we got next hour and that's what we got open lines there we go open lines when we come back hit us up at 381-1313 we've got Malik Monk versus Michael Jordan one on one who would win get that on our Twitter poll at ESPN Radio Lex and we're going to talk a little bit about the MLB All-Stars and anything that you want to talk about most American athletes right here on ESPN Sports Radio 1300 welcome back to ESPN Sports Radio 1300 filling in for Matthew and Mikey today it's myself, Angelo Carriero, and by my side, always, I have no, I have nothing else to give you. Time. I know I should have it I have it all the time, but uh, I got Sean C next to me, and he's looking uh, quite. You're looking less and less dapper and awesome through the show. I'm kind of kind of getting yeah. you know a little bit of your face that it's coming back to me. Ladies and men, me.
2: men want to be me. No,
1: we have a poll on our Twitter <laughs> page right now. We are asking because Malik Monk came on NBA TV and said that he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Well, we want to hear from you all. Go to our Twitter page, at ESPN Radio Lex, and vote on the Twitter. Leave a comment on why you think the person you think should win. Uh, Sean, do you have an update?
2: Michael Jordan is still in the lead, 60% to 40%. Y'all are crazy. Michael
1: Jordan, no, they are practical with their ideas on that because Jordan's going to teach them how to play basketball during that game. And the thing is, is that Michael Jordan's been in the lead the entire time. So, BBN, get out there and cast your vote on if you think a a Tar Heel is better than our current, or our our just, you know, slightly not current cat. But uh, we've been talking... Once a cat, always a cat, Angelo. Give give us a call, 381-1313, because we're going to be here until 645, because after that, the Lexington Legends are going to face uh, Greenville Drive, would you say? Chris? Okay, Greenville Greenville Drive. At 650, and tomorrow... At twelve forty you can catch the Blue Jays, Canada's team Ugh. versus the New York Yankees. And I really wish you had like the Alicia Keys' Empire State of Mind Play right there. But anyways, so you've got that at twelve forty. Yeah, Blue Jays at Yankees, and then at six fifty tomorrow night as well. We've got the Lexington
2: Legends at Greenville Drive. No, sorry, tomorrow night the Legends are playing the West Virginia Power. West Virginia Power, Bowl. West Virginia Power. That
1: one, they're going to have that they're firework going the on. Powers, at the show. they are going to have like yeah. a kind of an yeah, event there, right?
2: A big, it's a big time, uh, big time fireworks. Guys, go Legends.
1: check it out, and uh, honestly, like go enjoy the show. And if you if you just can't make it, if you're out or if you're at your barbecue, enjoying time with your family, you're flipping burgers, drinking beer, enjoying a good time with family and friends tune us in 1300 a.m put in the background listen to the game enjoy it you're going to have a great time and we can guarantee that well maybe not at the barbecue but we can guarantee at least you'll enjoy what you're hearing over the speakers i've not
2: been to a legends game on the fourth of july but i used to live over close to the uh the whitaker bank ballpark they do a hell of a job on their fireworks on Thanksgiving. So that, that was a ball on, park on the Fourth of and, July and
1: and and Bank Ballpark. You you said F A R K is I what you really said. Doubt and, I did. And, and this is not a humbled okay. situation right now <laughs> with you right now. Thanksgiving
2: and <laughs> well, Thanksgiving is a great time for fireworks also, but not with the legends. But they do a good show on on Fourth of July. So if you can get out there and check it out, get out there and check it out. Otherwise, park in the Northside Walmart and watch the fireworks. Yep. And like uh, you can hit us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash ESPN Radio Lex. We always
1: put post. Some good stuff on there, keep you up to date. Do some live feeds on NFL draft preview shows, which I've done, NBA draft stuff, just whatever under the sun, the Facebook. You can like, share, and comment on our post there. Like I said, go on to ESPN Radio Alex, comment on our Twitter poll, follow us, hit us up. We, uh, we're trying to post some definitely some recent stuff, you know, definitely start to enjoy the Twitter feed and also call us. And this is what I want you to do call us 301 1313 because we are talking about our favorite American. And American sports heroes, the guys that we just think are the most all-American
2: boys out of all of them. And this really, it really turned into heavy-duty wrestling. Brian Bosworth. (laughs) <laughs> that's like a mix, but that's the
1: best of both worlds. Is it? Is I got. I got to sing on is, it. I, every. Every. Every one to do.
2: Is Brian Bosworth an American hero? He's. A, he's an American. I mean, he's American. I didn't say. Uh, but, but he's it, not the best. I was just saying worlds. it's a mix of. And don't sing Miley Cyrus anymore. He's <laughs> Hannah Montana.
1: I was saying. I was saying a mix between wrestling and sports was oh, the, I, was the mix. To, yeah. Okay. There you go. No, not the. He's never. I don't think he's ever done. He maybe he has. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Brian Bosworth.
2: You know, he 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 jumped in front of Bo Jackson's car in that commercial and didn't get run over. That's about the most American thing he's done.
1: <laughs> he never stopped anybody like that in the NFL. We'll tell you that. Anyways, you call us at three one thirteen thirteen and talk about uh, talk about anything American or anything under the sports sun that you want to talk about with us. And uh, what we were talking about just a second ago was that we have the legends playing tonight and tomorrow night at six fifty, and the Yankees are going to be the Blue Jays versus Yankees are going to be on our station at twelve forty tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, that reminds me, you know. Thankfully, we printed these off earlier, uncovered them out of the binder.
2: Yeah, and we've we just kind of completely neglected there, the all-star a, there, game. There's kind
1: of an all-star game for major league baseball players that are coming up soon. And uh, they released the uh, the rosters for them that I guess we just thought that, you know, talk about a little UK, talk about a little this, talk about a little that. But we've got the American League and the National League starters and reserves. And my heart breaks because I there is one Cub that is even on the national league all-star team. And he is a guy that we just acquired. Not one player from the World Series roster less than a year ago is on the National League All-Star roster. And I find that to be sickening. It's that's that's sickening.
2: Very, very, very stunning. You know what? That-
1: when we get to the end of this while you're looking that up, you know what happened with the Reds, right? You know what happened with the little oh, little yeah. deal that went yeah, on between? Man. It's, it's
2: going to be. Awful. Should we wait or should we? Nah, bring it up, bring it up. Let's so, go. So,
1: so Zach Cozart and Joey Votto were doing a boys will be boys, just kind of just kind of ribbing each other. Like, yeah, Cozart, if you make the All Star team, you know, y'all we'll, we'll give you a donkey. What? What? Right. A donkey? A donkey? A donkey? Why? What was the point? Why would you even? But
2: you now know why what? Wouldn't you?
1: I did a little bit of journalism. I went. I went. You know, I put my I put my cloak on, private eye monocle, my little top hat, and I did some digging and investigating. I'm not
2: sure you know what a journalist looks like. <laughs> I, you're Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> I was thinking Sherlock Holmes, man. Like that's oh, okay. what that's the aesthetic I was going for.
1: No, but Sherlock. you actually, I think you. I think, <laughs> (laughs) Anyways So Give us call three one thirteen thirteen. Tell your most American Monopoly character Board pieces And uh, It's
2: Mr. Moneybags
1: And uh, so I went went undercover
2: And That's Mr. uh, Moneybags That's
1: Mr. Moneybags And uh, Apparently This is what happened Zach Cozart uh, Likes to In the off season With his son He likes to go And like you know Like Show him donkeys I guess Like pet show Like pet Like (laughs) Like like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sean took that in a completely different direction yeah. than what it was meant to be. I'm,
2: anyways, as, as <laughs> and sons are wont to do they go watch donkeys.
1: Okay, we please look at, up the at, correct wording at, of what happened. He at, pretty, at much said, he's pretty much said he pretty much said that they go to petting zoos and like they like to feed the animals. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "All right, well, if you like your know donkeys so much, if you make the all star team, I'll get you a donkey." Like, mm-hmm. fine. So Zach was like, "All right, you know, fine. That's that's cool. I cool. guess." Never and thinking he'd make the
0: offer. Never thinking he'd.
1: I don't even think he asked for the donkey. I'm pretty sure Joey Votto. That's what he was saying. He was like, "Joey just told him that he was going to get him." It wasn't like, "Hey, if I go, you get." No, he was just like, and he. They even said, "Well, is this serious? Is he going to?" And he just said, "If Joey says he's going to do something like this, he's going
2: to do it." So it wasn't like, "Oh, you know, Votto just wanted to have access to pet a donkey." I mean, he, he didn't but, want to take care of it. So you know,
1: Cozart. I got you, hey, hey, Mac. What's All-Star up? Team. Goes and hangs out with the doggy yeah. for about thirty minutes. Sorry, man, flying back home. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no. So apparently, this was just a thing. So you know, not thinking that Cozart was going to play out of his mind and start the All Star game at shortstop. He goes on. And you know what? It wasn't like Votto was upset about this. He actually wore a donkey costume with a vote Cozart. And at Red's Games, they were together about vote Cozart. And Votto was under it because he really wanted his fellow Red. And you know what? Best of both worlds on that one. It can I? Come on. Come on. Best of both worlds. We got Joey Votto as a reserve. No, I'm sorry. Scratch that scratch that entire no 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 nope, you're right he's a reserve I, I was looking one down see i keep thinking that the list right here is the star, no anyways
2: ryan Koz- zimmerman is the starting first baseman Kozart,
1: zach cozart is the starting shortstop his first appearance cozart will be the first reds player to start at shortstop since hall of famer barry larkin did in 2000 and joey vato making yet another all-star you know did you hear what marty brenneman said
2: I've heard a lot of what Marty Brennan says. What well, you, you didn't
1: hear this. No, probably not. Because you would have been like, yes. He said that Joey Votto is the best pure natural hitter that maybe if you could look up the direct quote, but it was like the best pure hitter in Reds history. Really? That's, or that he's ever seen. That's he said something. And then apparently like four Except years he ago, Todd he said Benzinger. something where he said like Joey Votto wasn't all that. And then four years later, he's the
2: unequivocally the best that's hitter that's in Reds amazing, history. That's because the Reds have had Todd Benzinger. And Paul O'Neill, I know those people. Yeah, Todd Benzinger couldn't hit for anything. I don't know those people. <laughs> Sean Casey was a good pure well, hitter. Well, Sean Casey was. Yes, I do Pete like Rose. Pete Rose was pretty good yeah, at hitting. He all right. He like right. Johnny he, Bench. Johnny I mean, Bench, not a pure hitter, I guess. Oh, yeah. don't talk about Johnny. Morgan. Don't talk about Johnny. Like Joey Joe Morgan,
1: Morgan, Barry Larkin. Tony Perez. Adam Dunn.
2: Concepcion didn't hit. He was it. the farther, farthest hitter. Maybe not purest, yeah. but farthest hitter Adam in Dunn's history. Adam Dunn was nicknamed the donkey. If I'm not mistaken. Did you see,
1: Sean? That was beautiful. This conversation comes full circle mm-hmm. with the Cozart involved. Give us a call, three eight one thirteen thirteen. 13 talk about it. So him. is it possible that bit.
2: Joey Votto is just giving Zach Cozart Adam Dunn to live in his garage? You're <laughs> scaring me. I
1: don't, I, maybe. Well, you know. I, nobody is talking about that. I'm not seeing it a lot online. So I think there's kind of a hush hush thing going on with the whole situation right now. And it, it's it's just a tad frightening. But here we go for the National League starters. Ryan Zimmerman's going to ma- be the starter at first base. Daniel Murphy at second base, Cozart. Uh, Nolan Arenado for the Colorado Rockies, his third straight ball.
2: Kind of surprising that Chris Bryant didn't get voted in there. He
1: didn't get voted in as a reserve either. No. Uh, Buster Posey's going to be the catcher, which, I mean, you know, sure, always an all-star. Bryce Harper, always an all-star. We've got uh, Charlie Blackman and Marcel... Ozuna Ozuna
2: I don't, and, I don't I don't even know who Charlie Blackman is. Baseball man baseball
1: is getting <laughs> it's getting wild. There's a lot of young talent. Here's the thing. Baseball needs this. A lot of young talent. This is what Marty Brenneman said on photo. He's the best pure hitter in the history of the franchise. That was quote end quote. That's what he said.
2: That's just, man.
1: Is he wrong? Uh, yes. <laughs> huh? Oh, well. I guess there's Pete, I mean, I you mean, got that guy that leads the
2: MLB, all-time lead yeah, in hits. Yeah, I guess. But maybe he's not a pure hitter. Maybe he's just a, he's a slap singles hitter.
1: A slap singles. I mean, like that is one thing that I would have to say. You know, Votto can Votto can smash balls. He he, yeah. he can do that pretty well. I mean, he he can hit him out of the park and. uh I, it's just with the with the all star team with the NL, you've got the reserves are more of the guys we know. The starters aren't. I, that must be either a combination of young players and fan voting because yeah. the NL reserves seem more like the starters. You got Yadi Molina catcher, Paul Goldschmidt on the bench. Paul Goldschmidt's the arguably the second best player in baseball. Like he he's phenomenal. You've got uh, DJ LeMahieu, which I mean, good you know. Good. Josh Harrison, Jake Lamb, Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, Phenom this year, Giancarlo Stanton, Michael Conforto, which, I mean, has been great for the Mets this year, and Ender Enciarte.
2: In... Ender Enciarte. We're going to move on from it's that very, one. It's very odd seeing Marcelo Zuna in the starting lineup but not Giancarlo Stanton from yeah, the Marlins. It's, it's That's w- weird. Also, who's Charlie Blackman?
1: who's charlie black can we can we who's charlie blackman can somebody make like a short youtube clip of just like a quick breakdown of charlie blackman that we can send send it to us at espn radio
2: lex so you Char- could be charlie blackman for all i know i don't know i, I am never, charlie black i've never seen nor heard of the guy don't watch enough colorado rockies baseball apparently no
1: i don't think any of us do but they are they're hot this year and i think they deserve but they were that's what he's got, he got a is.
2: massive beard Charlie Blackman.
1: The American League starters, we have first baseman Justin Smock, Toronto Blue Jays, former Seattle Mariner. It's his first All-Star appearance. Good job of starting in your first All-Star appearance. Smock will be the first Blue Jays player to start at first base since Carlos Delgado in 2003, which I remember Carlos Delgado. (laughs) Jose Altuve, second baseman, former Lexington legend, is going on to have a Hall of Fame MLB career. He is on the path. Am I saying he's a Hall of Famer right now? Please, guys. Come on. You know you know it's too early to predict that. But I'm saying all-star appearances in 12, 14, 15, 16, and now 17, a starter. He is now tied for second with the most all-star appearances in franchise history with Lance Berkman at five. Craig Biggio is number one at seven appearances, and he made the all-star team. And Altuve's still only, what, 30, 31? Is he even that old? I'm not sure he's even that old. He's, he's small, and he's a great hitter on base and a great fielder, and he's a Lexington legend, and that is someone that we can all...
2: Wrap the set with. I'll you know he's I mean? only twenty-seven. He's twenty. What? Yeah, he's only twenty-seven. Are years you both. joking? Born in nineteen ninety. He is two.
1: I don't know. Can, can we please fake my resume and say I have a couple radio all-star appearances? Because I was born in 92. I want to catch up a little bit. Charlie Blackman, this is uh, 31 years old. He's uh, I feel like I'm reading a dating profile. Charlie Blackman, 31 years old, 30, 313 average, 17 home runs and 58 RBIs. He also likes, likes long, long brown, walks on the beach. Brown hair, and, brown beard, <laughs> brown, brown, brown beard. eyes. <laughs>
2: Kind of Goodness looks like gracious. a lumberjack.
1: Goodness gracious. See, we, we we went this long without talking about the MLB All-Star starters, and it, it's devolved into, like, it's papers everywhere. 2011.
2: Brad's, Brad's like in the corner. Chris is over here just nodding his head like, yep. What'd you say? 2011, Charlie Blackman's been playing.
1: What? I don't know. Jose Altuve's been playing that long He's a five-time All-Star, 27 years old. That guy is a Lexington legend. That, will he be the first ever Lexington legend to make the Hall of Fame outside of Roger Clemens? <laughs> Roger Clemens did not made the Hall of Fame yet. I know, outside, because, I I mean, come on. If Clemens doesn't make the Hall of Fame before Jose Altuve, baseball is shut down. I, I'm not going to get on my soapbox right now, but I will get on it for a second. Wow, That's contradictory. Yeah, it is. Barry Bonds, Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, all these guys that we that has some black mark. I want you to ask, I want you to call 381-1313 and tell me this. Are they not the three of the... F- Ten greatest players to ever play baseball. Yeah. And you want to give right. me this reason or another why they aren't in the Hall of Fame. But are they not ten of the greatest players to ever three of the ten greatest players to ever play baseball? And I really want you to think about that because I hate that those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. Look, maybe I I don't have like the correct stance on it because I, or, or what is deemed the correct stance. I'm 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 a younger guy. I grew up with Barry Bonds in the home run chase. You know, I was even I was even too young to really remember Sosa McGuire you know in that run so i grew up with clemens i went to the Le- you know i watched the legends game on tv of him doing his thing i i was uh you know i grew up with sammy sosa as my favorite player on the cubs all these guys that i grew up with that are so blackmarked by baseball and they want And baseball the sport that i watched major league baseball wants to try to tell me that these aren't my Hall of Famers, these aren't my guys, these aren't the guys that we grew up and admired like baseball told us to, and then you're going to turn around and tell me that I was wrong for it and that they were wrong? Don't ever tell me that, baseball. That's why so many Reds fans around here are so upset that Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame because they grew up with Pete Rose, and then the baseball wanted to turn around and tell them that they were wrong for liking Rose.
2: Pete Rose is a different circumstance than the other guys. You had to pull him out of the equation because he did – Violate the cardinal rule. He bet on baseball. You don't bet on baseball. Yeah, Bonds and Clemens are going to be held out because for a while, because the older generation of sports writers, most of the people, a big majority of the people that vote with the baseball writers of America that vote for the Hall of Fame, they have this sacrosanct impression of of both themselves and the Hall of Fame that they're just going to keep those guys out because they think they've besmirched baseball. But the thing that they have to realize and and when the younger generation comes back in and and more of the Gen X and millennial generation, for lack of a better term, are voting for the Hall of Fame rather than the older baby boomers. It's going to be a little bit different now. That may not happen before Bonds and Clemens have expired their eligibilities. They may have to get in via the old timers committee, which is a whole different kettle of fish. But I think it's it's just it's. It's the old mindset that because they they allegedly nothing is even proven on those guys except for I think Bonds admitted to taking the cream or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're never going to get in as long as the, as long as the majority of the voters are from that prior generation. And that I, I guess
1: that's that's the way because you got people like me that are coming up and they're going to be sports yeah. writers and they're going to grow up and be like you know what? Here's the thing: is that you can't you can't you can't make your your food, you can't make your bread, your money yeah. off of guys doing this. When you looked a blind eye the whole time, like See powering home runs yes. out of stadiums. And
2: then you're going to dig sick, the long ball and dig, all that mess. They yeah. do,
1: you know, yeah. and, and then you want to turn around and tell That's why baseball isn't where it is, where it should be mm-hmm. is because they ruined themselves with that decision in 2004 with the report. And then they blackmarked themselves. You pretty much went from a major sport and you force yourself to be a niche or a niche and you did that because there was, there's there's young people that play the game, and there's a lot of money
2: that goes in yeah. to that game at a youth level in youth sports. Well, and in that in that time period, it was a level playing field. Everybody was doing something. Mm-hmm. Just about everybody was doing something. Mm-hmm. N- nothing, you know. There there are your guys. There's your Ken Griffey's and your and your Derek Jeters that never had any kind of accusation following them. But it's not like Bonds and Clemens were the only people taking stuff. It's not like Bonds and Clemens were the only people trying to improve and 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 uh, extend their careers. Yeah, by. and this and and before and just
1: before we we come back. Um, It's not just like that, these were guys with no talent that were manufactured Hall of Famers. Yeah. It's not like Barry Bonds wasn't already on his path. It wasn't like Alex Rodriguez wasn't already on his path. It wasn't like Roger Clemens. These are all Hall of Fame players that did a little extra. Now, you can say, well, you don't know that. They could have known because the proof was in the pudding beforehand. You know, they just did it for the top so they could cream the top of their
2: extra dollar on their contracts. Okay. And Barry Bonds' head wasn't always eight feet wide. That didn't happen until much later in his career when he was on the downside and he, he had a sudden upswing. And his head it Light was the only.
1: Hurt. It was the only season too. He had never hit more than fifty home runs in a season, except one, and that yeah. was the seventy three season. But here is the. But that's the thing I'm trying to say is it's not like it's not like um, John Doe like came in and was a fifty home run hitter for ten years and yeah. created this nothing out of somebody. These were already established players. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. That's
2: and So So San Maguire that,
1: So can go too in the Hall of Fame. That's that's a, It's a- still,
2: but I don't disagree that they should. Yeah. But they're a little different than Clemens and Bonds in that. And
1: maybe maybe you can explain that when we come to the break, because that's where baseball had its biggest peak was the Sosa-McGuire. But we're going to take a break here. Um, just breaking news coming across the line handed in to me by Brad. Kevin Durant has signed a two-year, $53 million deal with the Warriors. Ooh, taking a
2: not a pay cut but he's he's taking a lot less than he could have gotten you're
1: talking, you're taking a lot less years but i think the money's going to stretch in a lot the end. less money Yep. we'll be we'll be back here on ESPN Sports Radio
2: 1300 down through history if you last. it's
0: ESPN Sports Radio 1300
1: Like Welcome back to ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Filling in for Matthew and Mikey today is myself, Angelo Carriero, and with me is the man wearing headphones. I have no other hey, adjectives there, there to you use for that, that, just a, That's just a
2: fact. Well, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I do it all the time, too. And glasses. Uh, also all the it, time. Every,
1: every one of his sensories is, is having like some you'll, type of accessory You'll never see on me it.
2: without headphones and glasses. I've seen Nope. No? No, I've always had him in.
1: It's Sean C. sitting with me right here, and we're talking about everything under the sports sun right now, and we were talking about a little bit of baseball. It got a little intense, a little intense. You know, we're ta- we we got to, you know, de-escalate it. This is fun. It's it's July 4th, Eve. It's Independence Day Eve, and we're just out here. We're trying to enjoy our weekends with our family and our friends, and we're getting ready for festivities. Everybody's kind of getting their rest in now so they can party hardy. What you got going on? Party, party.
2: Anything exciting? um. Uh, Yes. Going to watch some
1: fireworks. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to say no, because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm having family time. You know, it's like, is that exciting? You know, it's not like my family's a wild family. My family's more chill. You know, we, we yeah. just kind of, we do the thing. We just, we just go over. Smoke some meat. No. But yeah, I guess so. We we grill. We grill burgers, hot dogs, chips, uh, you know, just the whole shebang that's with the 4th of July. But it's not like rowdy. It's not like, all oh, the kids are running around playing. We just kind of like sit, eat, talk, do the thing. We also get to see each other a lot, though. A lot of my family lives in the same area. Mm-hmm. So we. it's not like it's a year and it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know, I haven't seen you in forever. Fill a name here. You know, it's just we're always together. So it's kind of going to be a chill thing. I hope to have a little bit of fun. You know what I mean? But, you know, Wednesday, I might not, you know, feel... Amazing, but that's 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 no, you know, don't worry, Sean. Your man always comes through. All right, I'll be here. I'll be here. And Sean, what are you gonna do for the fourth of July?
2: I'm gonna watch fireworks from my back porch because I can see fireworks from my back porch, and I don't have to go anywhere and be with people because those those 4th of July crowds are very obnoxious for the most part. This is in Sean, Sean is going to be a hermit for the 4th so, of July. Yes, he
1: I, looked at me weird when I said that I I was I, like Wednesday might be a little rough for I, me and he's over here just literally boxing himself off from society. So I have got my grill. <laughs> I want to I be a cooler. I want to be around. I got my dogs, I got my woman. <laughs> I want to be I want to be around as many people as I can and talking and being social and he would like to be with man's best friend. Which is not a person. Yeah, you know, he's gonna exactly. be with his woman too. Okay, yeah, I see. He, look at look at Sean going out here. He's gotta get Sean. You're an outstanding gentleman, mm-hmm. Brad. What are you doing? What are you doing for the Fourth of July, man? You go out of town? Do you stay here? What do you do? Uh,
4: I've got some friends. We're gonna do a bonfire. Uh, okay, now he's
1: just lying. And uh, he said oh, friends.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> he cl- laughing at cool me. story, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna uh, swim uh, bonfire, and one of our new loves that we have are getting McDonald's burgers and putting having them over a uh, campfire to give them a the smoky flavor.
2: Oh well, so so Brad is is gonna do some swimming and eat McDonald's, eat McDonald's and arson. Hey Amen. It,
4: it's a it's a Southern party. It's
2: that's where we live. It family you
1: know. tradition.
2: Uh, Thank you, Brad. <laughs> we all sound like we are the most exciting people in the world. Hey,
1: man, I am exciting. I just try to keep myself, you know, we're on, we're on sports there and talk about a little bit of sports. Okay, guys, guys, Chris is, Chris is making a fantastic point in the background. He's putting his long arms out there as if there are two basketballs at the end and the longest-armed man in the NBA just signed a two-year deal with the team that he's at. That is, I mean, we all knew he was going to stay there, but, like, instant reaction, what's this contract mean for him and the, rest of, and the future of the Warriors?
2: Uh, it's two years with a player out. So it's it's basically a one year contract unless Again. he decides to stay the second year. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to win another title, and he's going to see where LeBron James settles down the following year in 2018. Are, and maybe Kevin Durant will go back east. Are you telling me that he's maybe literally just kind of he's going to every
1: year he's going to bide his time, just winning championship after championship yes. until something disrupts it, and he's going to flee. Will,
2: Kevin Durant will be a Washington Wizard. Bye. 2018, 2019. <gasps> He'll opt out next year He'll be a Washington Wizard
1: My goodness That is I mean Okay Brad It is Hometown baby It is 636 Monday July 3rd Sean says 2017 2017. He says 2018-19 Kevin Durant Will be a Washington Wizard Give us a call 381-1313 We got Anything else to talk about We got about 10 minutes But we're talking about anything The theme of the day Of our show Has been Your favorite American sports figures and your favorite American sports heroes. Right. And guys that we've mentioned today is it's been all over the map Sean all over the map. We've gotten a Tim Tebow we've gotten Gronkowski we've gotten Kurt Angle, we've gotten Hulkamania. We've Andre gotten Agassi. Andre Agassi. We've gotten Jim Duggan a lot. Jim yeah, Duggan a lot. A and drinks. then we've gotten some deeper ones like Pat Tillman has been a, a favorite. Jesse mm-hmm. Owens, yeah. guys that have really made a mark. You the know, American
2: heroes. As yeah, opposed Michael to the the,
1: Yeah, exactly. Like there's the there's the all American. There's the all American boy. That's the, there's the all American boy. You know, because like the, most of the all American boys, like my all American boy was different from yours. Yours was party hardy Gronkowski, and mine was like good old Midwest. Western, you know, just Corn you know, Tim, Tebow. Grandma. You know, Tim Tebow, you know, yeah. he's just a good old boy never never meant any harm, you know and that's that's the, uh, it's just a good old all boy never
2: been in trouble with the law no, not Tim Tebow
1: yeah, so, so there's just all different types of Americans that we think of when it comes to mind one person said the American bad undertaker yes Big Evil, yeah. which was that's was probably the farthest stretch that I've heard so far. But I didn't hate it. I mean, that is some. There's some. Those right. American bikers, they might not be the most clean cut, but heck, they love their country.
2: They do. Nobody's they do. mentioned the American Dream, Dusty Roads. American Dream, Dusty Roads. Here, I never would have thought. Yeah, nobody would have. He he was he was, <laughs> dashing, he was dashing in his his black swimsuit with with the yellow polka dots. I love that era, Dusty Rose. So there's been there's just been a lot of them
1: there. And and thank you for everybody that's called, and thank you for everyone that's listening. I am glad you've enjoyed and stuck around for so long. And like I said, three one thirteen thirteen. If you want to get the last word in, and uh, other than that, we're just gonna see. So, you know, oh oh okay, got a little update on my phone, but it's just for something after the show. Oh, wow. So just to end it off, I've got a clip for you all. <laughs> That was played earlier today concerning the future of the GM spot with the Cleveland Cavaliers.
4: Essentially, he's saying that the timing, he'd like someday to still run an NBA organization, but for him, the timing wasn't right, and, and he's going stay he's going to stay at SPN and, and, and stay as an analyst here.
1: That was Adrian Morjanowski, who has left the ver- well hasn't left the vertical, has left Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And has been signed by ESPN, so all the Woj Bombs are now coming from the worldwide leader in sports. And so is the vertical, and they dropped that. That Chauncey Billups, former NBA championship point guard and current NBA studio analyst with ESPN, was up for the nomination. He was actually the number one choice for the Cleveland Cavaliers GM spot, and he has... Respectfully and honorably But declined it He wants to be a GM or president of an operation In the NBA But he does not feel like the time is right For Cleveland And um, this just in LeBron James may not be there After the 2017-2018 season So I'm sitting here I'm going to have this beautiful chance To be under the best player in the last 25 years Best player since Michael And by the way Michael versus Malik. You only got 30 more minutes on Twitter to vote. Who would win one-on-one? Latest update, Michael has from beginning to end been ahead of Malik. Big Blue Nation, I expect more out of you than to choose a Tar Heel over Malik. Or an old man. Like Sean says. Sean doesn't appreciate the old man's game. You know, I do appreciate the He's old afraid to play me one-on-one
2: because of that same reason, too. Well, in that case, I got the old man's game.
1: Yeah, the old man game of getting crossed over. Anyways, the The whole point of it is that once LeBron James is gone, it's the Cleveland's going to be a place that no one wants to be a part of. It is going to be Chernobyl. You had success there, and you're getting energy, and now it's just a wasteland. All right? You don't, you, you don't like the, the, no, the cross... It. Okay, I was I going to say, I, was, I thought that was decent, because once LeBron goes, Kyrie Irving has said that he will not play for them, that he wants a trade. Yeah. Okay? And then Kevin Love...
2: Kevin Love's going to be the one guy that gets stuck there cuz Kevin Love is the schlep rock of the NBA. He'll be the he'll be the lead guy in Cleveland. He will be? Yeah, who's I mean <laughs> they're going to have to dump truck some money to somebody.
1: Now you're saying Brian's Durant's new deal up. is worth 5.3 million more than oh more than okay never mind I got it more than 5.3 uh, million more than last season I thought he said it was 5.3 million for this season and I was like Brad
2: yeah no he's getting a pay rise <laughs> right, right, right but he's not getting nearly as much as he could have but what were you saying about the because Kyrie's not staying well Kyrie's gonna Ky- be gone LeBron James by all by all and. In- for all intents and purposes it sounds like he's got a foot out the door and already kevin love is stuck and kevin he didn't want to be in the first be place the guy and it, they're going to back up the dump truck and they're going to give kevin love they've
1: already have man I, i'll tell you the the contract that kevin Love has more dollars he is signed until like 2020 yeah, 2021 he's
2: already there there's no dump truck for him it's already been in his pocket but and honestly who wants to play with kevin love i mean who they how is how is kevin love I don't know, Kevin, a once, once LeBron, Cleveland.
1: who needs to? Once LeBron leaves, the East is just going to be $3 and some change. Like, he'll have the one of the best teams in the East with Giannis and Wall. I <laughs> yeah. mean, come on now. Well, especially when Durant goes to Washington. Oh, yeah, that will be scary. But uh, But here's my point on the whole thing, is that the trade that will forever haunt the Cleveland Cavaliers, I understand that they got a title, but it could be much, much more. Mm-hmm. The trade that will forever haunt the Cavaliers was the Kevin Love trade yeah. because you could have avoided this situation. You could have had Kyrie stay. You could have had an empire past LeBron and a championship with LeBron, in my opinion. When you traded Andrew Wiggins away, you could have paired one of the most athletic draft prospects of all time and a guy that was called the Maple Jordan for how good he was in Canada. Yeah. And you could have paired him with LeBron James. He would have learned how LeBron eats eats how he sleeps, how he works, how he trains, how he dribbles, how he shoots, how he drives, how he defends. You could have learned the whole entire book from one of the five to four greatest players of all time. And instead, you chose to trade him for now. And that might be LeBron's fault. Yeah, well, that's what LeBron wanted. You have wanted to know better. Because Kyrie, think of the East the way it's been constructed. You would have had Kyrie, you would have had him, you would have Wiggins. And the caveat to the whole thing, who knows if they would have trusted and developed Anthony Bennett, how good he could have been, the number one overall pick in 2013. Yeah. So you would have three number one, you would have four number one overall picks on the same team: Bennett, Wiggins, Irving, LeBron. Mm-hmm. And even if LeBron decided to leave for LA again, you would Kyrie wouldn't want to leave. I have Wiggins next to me. I have Thompson down low. Like at least this is a team. And you would have Bennett. What if he was a 2010 guy? What if he was what Julius Randle is? You know, he would have developed into. So to me, it kind of sunk. The franchise, if LeBron leaves, if Kyrie goes, and it's either Kevin Love or if he goes too, nobody's
2: going to play there. So they, They're going to have to rebuild for five years. It's going to be awful. Cleveland has one championship. LeBron brought Cleveland a championship. Yes. He screwed them once. He left them once. Mm-hmm. They burned his jersey, blah, blah, blah. But they welcomed him back with open arms. He leaves again and leaves the team in, in ashes like like it will be if Literally. He is he ever going to be allowed back in Ohio? He's
1: going to be. He's going to walk back, flip the Zippo, throw it
2: behind him, and yeah. it's just going to incinerate. I mean, it's, it's that's crazy because he he lo- he loves Akron, Cleveland area. He loves, yep. always goes home. Always wants to be home. Whatever, whatever. Can you really do that to a franchise twice and and? still have the, he's going to be the most hated guy in Cleveland. Him and Darren Gilbert will never be the same. He may never come back. Guys,
1: I want to appreciate everybody that is listening to the last three, these last three hours have flown by and I hope you all have had as much fun as Sean and I have had today. We talked about our American, our favorite American heroes, our favorite American sports guys. We've talked about baseball. we talked about all the stuff going on in the NBA. We've talked about some cats. And all in all, we talked about everything that's under the sports sun. This is ESPN Sports Radio 13. 1,500.